So I started a conversation with my guy, and um, the conversation started like this. I said, look at every major country in the world. They have influence from the world. She said, that's not true. Everything in our country was done by our great leader mm. and this and this and that. And I said, yeah, but, you know, your great leader has Western influence. Now I'm going into the yellow. You said oh, that. Oh, it, it, it gets better. It gets better. So How, now, how'd she look at you when you said that? She gave me this look. She says... two sides to me i had the gang life and then i had the sports right um the gang how early were you exposed to the gang life uh like, do 12, you remember 12, 12 12 yeah is that like when you just became aware that it existed or like they oh, actually no, I, were trying to pull you oh in no i always that? knew it i always knew it, it existed in mm. the projects like you always knew it existed because you you know what a, a lot of and, and the way you get exposed in different ways um but the way that I first got exposed to gang life, and I, I never talk about because people never ask me this question, um, is that uh, someone wanted me to hold a gun for them. Hey guys, the best way you can help this show if you're on YouTube is by hitting the subscribe button and smashing that like button on this video every single week when we put out an episode. And if you're over on Spotify, following the show and leaving a five-star review are the best things we can get. So thank you to all of you who have already done those things, and thank you to all of you who are going to do them now. Also, we are going to have a Patreon episode coming out the day after this episode releases on YouTube and Spotify, so keep your eye out for that, and the Patreon link is in the description below. Mm. They got some stuff, and, and they were, I guess police were chasing. I was really young, so I don't remember, but they said, hold this. I'll get it from you later, and it was a gun. And like so, on just yeah, coming up to you on the street. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not really in the street, but in my projects. Got it. And of course, even you're young, you know, you know, we're outside, right? We're 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 in front of the building yeah. all the time. We know who the people are. Young kids know what's going on. They 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 know. And so I just held it and he came back and got it later. But um that was like the first kind of being exposed to it. Mm. And um, yeah, man, it it, it it was just it was, it was just crazy so that was one side of me and then the other side of me was sports so sports numbed me to the abuse that was going on at home like my father was a narcissistic abuser mm. who physically abused uh me and my mom my mm. mom more than me my mom got beat up all the time and um how young were you when you first saw oh that? my god this this i probably don't remember i mean my mom's been getting beaten up since i was like 1 because my mom and my dad divorced uh, probably when I was one. Because I don't remember oh, my mom. Oh, who's beating her after they oh, yeah. divorced? I, no, 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 no. That's my stepfather. That's my stepfather. So my mom and dad divorced maybe when I was, I don't know, one. Because I don't remember. Oh. I don't have no recollection of my mom and dad together. There's mm -hmm. no memory whatsoever. So that means that it had to be early so what's the earliest age that you probably can't remember anything right i think at three you can kind of remember something at three i don't remember i don't even have any memory of them together at all right. so so uh my mom remarried this crazy narcissistic abuser and he's been beating her up since i was a kid like i grew up watching this all the time and um so 
That was uh, so. So the second side was the sports. The well, sport. well, actually, let's stay on that for a minute. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's some heavy shit. I mean, at what? Obviously, you have a decent feeling at a young age. They're like, "Oh, this is not good. This is not yeah. right. That this yeah. is happening." It's yeah. not like you're like, "Oh, this is normal." But like, were you angry at him? Did you want to take it out on him? Oh, were, were you? Yeah, it's it's uh. So I remember. Maybe at six years old, at six or seven years old, I was thinking of ways that I could kill my stepfather. Like, and six year old, you can't do nothing. Right. But I was, I was a smart. I was always a smart kid. Always a smart kid. And um, I remember one day I was, uh, I climbed up on the chair, and my stepfather took uh, capsules, like some some medicine. And um, they, they were in capsules. And, um, you know, in the project, sometimes we get a lot of rodents or roaches. And the way we used to kill roaches is with boric acid. So you take the boric mm. acid powder and you sprinkle it along the corners of the floor. The roaches walk on the boric acid and their, their, their legs melt, like yeah. it burns their legs. And then they die. And so I was always trying to think, how could I take this boric acid and put it into this capsule? He, these are things that I thought about as a six-year-old as a kid. Six-year-old, isn't that crazy? Yeah. So I, I would look at it. I wouldn't know how to do it. Like I, I never attempted to do it because I knew the boric acid was dangerous. So technically, I really didn't want to touch it. But I would look at it and like, and I would just think like, how could I get this in here without without yeah. myself getting hurt? Yeah. And and those are things I thought about as a kid. Like I always. Even even you know from watching cartoons, right? You watch cartoons, you see the crazy thing. They take the 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 sock and they put it into the muffler. Or, or movies, they put it in the muffler. You you, you know that trick? So set the no, carbon. No, I don't. I'm, I'm trying to picture. It. Oh, you don't know about that? No. Yeah, it's I a, might, but like I'm so, trying to picture what you're saying. So I can't so get it. so they take a, a cloth or sock or whatever, and they push it to the muffler so that the carbon dioxide doesn't come out and it goes in. Mm. So I was thinking about stuff like that as a kid, like maybe. If I just put a whole bunch of stuff into his muffler, right? Maybe the carbon dioxide. And, and at the time, I didn't know it was carbon dioxide, but I knew that if you put something in there, something else wouldn't come out, and you'd probably pass out and die. Right. So, so like those are the things that I thought about all the time as a kid. Like, how could I stop my stepfather from beating up my mom? Did you ever talk to your mom about it? Like as a young kid? Actually, no. We never had a convers. We, we never had a real conversation. That never. It, it was either. So what would happen is, um, they would argue. Uh, my mom was very, you know, kind of fight back person. Uh, then that would cause him to get more angry. Then he would beat her up like physically, mm. and then she would. Uh, uh, be crying or bloody and then as a kid you go you want to hug your mom so i would go and hug my mom you know and then what would happen is is they would go upstairs make up have sex and then guess what i'd be punished yeah exactly how does that work? yeah how does that work yeah so i would be punished and that was my stepfather controlling the situation so mm. my stepfather he was illiterate he couldn't read and he couldn't write Really, he couldn't read, couldn't write, yeah. but he was a master carpenter. He could build anything, anything, you name it, he could build it. And um, that's how he got by. And the, that was a kind of a tactic to control. He had the idea, he's, he used to always say, I'm the king of the, this castle. 
Mm. Right. And that was a tactic to let me know as a young kid that he was the king, that even if I beat up your mom, you can't do anything. I'll beat the shit out of you. Yes. And if you try to help her, you'll just be punished. What would happen when, when he would beat the shit out of you though? Would, would your mom step in or? No, no, she, she, she would just hug me or, or maybe they argue a little bit and then she get beat up. Um, like, you know, I talk about this a lot, you know, he, he systematically tried to break us down. And what I mean by that is, is that mm. usually a parent may say some things that they don't mean when they're angry. Like, you know, oh, you're a stupid kid. Oh, you're going to be a failure. Oh, you'll never amount to anything. Right. And that's usually out of anger. Right. I don't think most parents in a calm way, when you're happy, will try to put you down or, or tell right. you you're a failure. He would do something, his typical thing of what he would do would be something like this. Let's say I had a great day at school, right? I come home, I'm happy, right? And I'm happy. Yeah. And then he might say, well, how was your day at school? Oh, my day at school was great. He goes, well, it doesn't matter because you're going to be a failure all your life anyway, right? And as a kid, this is systematically trying to break me down and yes. trying to make me believe that this is true, right? Because he didn't want any of us to be higher than him because he was supposed to be the mm. king of the castle. And that's what he did. So the abuse was not only physical abuse, it was also the mental abuse. That's, I mean, to have to take all that in at a young age, it sounds like you had a, a decent psychological read way before I was even thinking about what a psychological read was. And this guy, you know, is, as you say, like a textbook narcissist. But yeah. I mean, the trauma of having to see that over and over again and be subjected to it. You know, I, I often, when, when I meet people who are as, you know, outgoing and, and happy-go-lucky as you, it amazes me even more when I hear that that's, like, the environment you knew. Because in a lot of ways, like, you're overcoming all odds to become the happy person you are today. And that's that's an amazing thing. But, I mean, what, did this guy ever leave your, did your mom leave him at some point? or <laughs> nah, man. Is she still with him? No, well, actually, actually, they they both passed. Oh, I'm sorry. So, no, no, it's fine. Uh, they they oh, it was crazy. They she never left him mm -hmm. ever. Not and not only did she not not only did she not leave him, she never acknowledged. Mm -hmm. You know, she she never a a acknowledged to me. You know, I don't care if you don't acknowledge to everybody else but to your son who went through it, you know, because not only that, remember my mom had another, had another child by him. So mm. not only was, how much younger was, was that child? Um, maybe like four years, okay. five years. And not only was, not only were we we're both getting abused, but I still had the pressure of that's his child. And mm. whatever he did was great. Whatever I did was bad. Oh, so he would treat. Oh, hell oh, yeah. yeah. Listen, listen, listen. He would, listen, he would treat my stepbrother so good to the point where I would force my stepbrother to say he did shit that I did. So let's say I broke something in the house. I would force my stepbrother to say that he did it. And I would make him take the blame for it mm. because I knew that if he said he did it, he wouldn't get in trouble. But if I said I did it, I'd be in a lot of trouble. So that's so I had, had that as well. So I hated for a long time, like 
the younger years, like I hated my stepbrother. I, I, I actually bullied my stepbrother a lot when we were growing up because he was always the one that, oh, he's great, he's great. And my stepfather would make sure that I understood that I'm not his child, that's his child, and his child's better than me. And he made sure that I understood this. And yeah, I, I completely hated my stepbrother. But um, yeah. Uh, Do you have a relationship today? Uh, he passed too. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it's, it's it's crazy. Christ. It's it's you, you know um, so and it's all around the same. It's so weird, man. It's all around the same. Actually, my stepfather passed a while ago, and the only way I found that. So, I stopped talking to all my family, like all of them. Every mm. every, every person in my family, when I don't was talk that? to. Um, so what happened was, is, um, I got into some trouble in school. Um, I got sent to Africa for two years instead of, yes. You got sent to Africa? Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) That's a first. Never heard, I got in trouble in school, I got got sent sent to to Africa. Africa. That's a new one. (laughs) Yeah, so, so the Africa thing was crazy. Um, I got caught, uh, with a loaded weapon in school and I had been in trouble already. Um, by this time I was 14 years old and I was already in trouble. I've been arrested a couple of times, um, for serious shit. And, um, the judge was like, you know, trying to give me 10 years as a juvenile. And the worst thing you can do to a kid is put him in jail for that long. Yeah. Now I always had good grades. Mm. I always, and the reason why I had good grades was I sort of was like an entrepreneur at a young age, you know, you know, I delegate my work to people, <laughs> seriously, because let me tell you why, you know. The reason why, because I needed two things in my life, as, as we talked about earlier. I needed that gang life, and I needed sports. I needed sports mm. even more than the gang life. So how do you stay on the teams if you can't pass classes, right? If you can't pass, you fail. Mm. You can't be on the team. And if I didn't have sports, I don't know, I'd probably, I'd probably, I'd, I'd be in jail for sure or dead somewhere. So I needed the sports, and um, I delegate work. I would tell kids, hey. You got to take these notes and, you know, what do you get out of it? You don't get your ass beat. You know, <laughs> I'm going to protect you. My boys are going to protect you. I got your back. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. And I would delegate my shit and I would always know what's going Te- <laughs> Teachers was like, how the fuck is this kid passing? How is he passing? Because I cut out of school a lot, you know, but I always got the work done. And, and, and with, when I needed to study something, I did. And I think also some of the teachers were a little bit, you know, kind of like more lenient with me mm. because they knew like, like teachers know, bro. Like, 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 like if you're a gangbanging teachers, know it, it's, it's not that. And, and no one wants to be the one to, to, to like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to fail this kid. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 it can be a little bit of a problem. So, you know, I got by and I was able to, you know, to, do sports and, and, and that stuff. And I forgot where we were going with it. Africa. You yeah, got so sent to Africa. Africa for two years. So, so yeah. So I was able to do, do the sports. And um, so when I got arrested, um, my mom was able to convince the judge that, look, he has good grades. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about how. <laughs> right, right. He, you know, he's, he's a good student. He does well in school. He's on these teams. You know, I even joined the debate team one time. Like, like you know, my school record looked good, but me as a person, I wasn't good. And so my mom says, listen, um, we're going to send him to boarding school in Africa. Freaking Africa. Of all places. In Africa. So I wind up, the judge it's somehow- like far agreed, away. Far, far away. Um, the judge 
agreed. I wind up going to Africa. Um, uh, where, man, where in Africa? To Nigeria. So you like, what was it like? Like, it what sucked. kind of boarding school? It sucked, bro, bro. It sucked. Was it, it like a military type thing, or was it like sort a of, regular? Sort of like a sort of like. Well, the the school culture, all the school culture is sort of like military. Mm. It, it's it's, you know, you don't have the option to learn. You are forced to mm. learn. It's it, it's a different it's a different culture. Like for example, if you're in class and the uh, teacher gives you a a, a a a question and tells you to put it on the board, if you answer, if you write the wrong thing down, you get hit. Mm. Yeah, you get hit. So it, it's 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 very military like. And then when I went there, how'd your parents land on a boarding school in Nigeria? I have no idea, bro. Just, just like googled it or something. Well, no, 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 no. I'm sure it's through family friends. You know, a lot of a lot of uh, you'll hear this a lot from a lot of uh, people from Africa, and they're like, if your kid acts up, just send them to Africa. Really, that's oh, a thing. Listen, because they'll beat the hell out of you. You mm. let me tell you one thing. I did learn from going there was respect for older people. Right, mm. everything is by age, but um, for like for me there. It, it was really difficult because I had to prove myself again, right? Because you would think that being black, going to Africa, you wouldn't experience what? Racism. I experienced more racism there than I did here. Yeah. Because they were like, who's this kid? You're right. not, they're, they're like, you're not the real black. What do you mean I'm not the real black? I'm the same color as you, bro. The American. Yep. Yeah. They, listen, they used to call me the kid who eats butter. The kid who eats butter. <laughs> I, I don't even I'm... know what that racism is. <laughs> like, like that's that's like some it's, high level racism, right? There. Right, <laughs> right over my head. <laughs> and what it meant was that I was soft. Oh. So they would call me in their language the kid who eats butter. That I was soft. So I spent a lot of time there, fighting. Wait, they would call you in their language. Yeah. The so kid... they they weren't. But at school they're speaking English, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you didn't have to in, learn. In, in the, okay. Like the British, and that was another problem. That was another problem, too, because I was like, yo, we don't say it like that. And like, we speak the British. I'm like, yo, but we don't speak <laughs> we this speak, whole British we English. We speak the thing. Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> bro, it was crazy. And so I spent a lot of my time just trying to prove myself. So I fought a lot. I remember my first fight. My first fight, I joined the Boy, I joined the Boy Scouts there. And, they had and, Boy Scouts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, we, we're going to get to something even more crazy okay. than Boy Scouts. I joined the Boy Scouts, and um, they were just messing with me, bro. They were just like, oh, you're soft. And I remember my first fight, man. And, and, and I was the kind of kid that when I fought, a lot of times, you know, growing up, I always had weapons. I had a knife. I had, you know, the brass knuckles. I had guns. Oh, you had brass knuckles? Oh, yeah, when I was a That's kid. Badass. Yeah, I had guns. I had all kinds of stuff. And Do you have to get fitted for those? No. <laughs> just <laughs> That's why. That's a good one. But um, yeah, and and I remember my first fight, man. Um, this 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 kid was just like would not stop, and and I was the kind of person that I would hold stuff in until I started tearing, and then once the tears come out, then I'd become like just crazy. Mm. So so I, I I would just it was weird. I was always like that. I was always like that. Like I could hold stuff until I started tearing, and then I would tear, and then all of a sudden now. It was crazy. I remember I hit this kid one time so hard, man. And he had a knot that was like a golf ball on the corner of his top of his eye, bro. Got some respect then. Got some respect then. And then I joined um, this thing called the Man of War. Man of War. Man of War. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Man of War was, uh, 
I don't even know how you explain it, man. It's like, it's it's like trying to be. It's like being in the the most militant army without even being in the real militant army. So you're doing all the training. It's like Boy Scouts times twenty thousand. Mm. The uniform is different. Like you don't wear that little thing with the thing right, that goes behind right, your right. back. No, you're you, not a weibo. No, you you wear a real military suit with a beret and some. Oh, with the beret. With a beret oh, and some, like official and some, some combat boots, and they make you do crazy things like standing up and just putting your arms like this and falling straight down. And you have to do it. You stand up, just fall like a tree, straight, <laughs> and just land on your arms. Yeah, arms all bruised up, swollen crazy so i joined that was that through the school or no was no, that, no 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 totally this, separate to, thing just random out, out, outside of school and I, you're living at the school because it's a boarding yeah, school you're not school. like living with a host yeah, family or something right. okay. and then and then and then i i i learned about this from someone at the school and and i i joined it and it was it was crazy but this gave me like you know the mental mind to say that my stepfather, when I go back, my stepfather's never going to hit my mom again. Mm. Like, like at this point, I was like a man. And I, you were, how old exactly were you when you first got sent over there again? 14. 14. So 14 16. to 16. Yeah. So now I felt like, yeah, I'm so strong. You know, I was you know, strong as I, and I felt no one could take me, you know. So there was a two, the, the judge agreed to you going there for two years. And then when that was Technically, up, <laughs> technically. technically. Okay. When I came back, I was like, I'm not going back. <laughs> mm. I was like, I told my mom, if you send me back, the first flight, the first stop that plane makes, you'll never see me again. Mm. I, I didn't want to go back there. I, I couldn't go back there. It was just, it was just too crazy. Um, I would love to go back there now that I'm older. Yeah. I can appreciate it because, because of that place. I learned about respect. I had no respect for anyone. It didn't matter if you were 70. They, I didn't care. I had no respect for anyone. But when going there, I learned about respect because everything was about age. If someone was one day older than you, that's your older brother. You have to respect them. How did that, like how fast was that able to kick in though? Because oh, you said they just beat the shit listen, out of you for real anything. Real fast, bro. Real, because you don't have a choice. You, right. you know, listen, the first day, and I had it bad because the first day, that I went to school, right? The first day I went to school, uh, I did have a host family, but by, by the way, they they made sure that, um, like all the paperwork and stuff like that. So they. Oh, so you did live with a family? No, no, no. I lived in school, but there's a family that is someone that has to look over after me, not only the mm. school, and they have to do the paperwork. And so they had me at the school, and they were doing the paperwork at the time, and I was there just. You know, kind of hanging out. So I wasn't in school yet. I wasn't a student yet. They were doing paperwork. I was just outside. But the school is in a compound. So I'm in the compound. And some guy comes up to me and hits me in the head with a stick for no reason. Hits me in the head with a stick. Seriously. Bang! Right in the head. And says something in his language. And I just flip out and I start swinging at him. That was the principal of the school. Mm-hmm. And you started swinging at the principal. Yeah. And swinging at the principal of the school is equivalent to seeing the president of the United States and swinging on him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, that made my school year even worse mm. because people were like, who? Because you don't, that's something. Don't do. Yeah. They were like, who is this kid? So every teacher wanted to be the one to, I was like a wild horse. They wanted to be the one to break the horse. Mm. So I was always getting hit. So you learn real, even your, listen, even your friends, the guys that you think are cool with you and they're, oh, you're from America. Ah, the ones who are not like 
trying to be asses. You had some of the, those right away? Oh, yeah, 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 of course. You know, there's hmm. always going to be people that like, oh, you're from America. I want to go America, blah, right, blah. Right, right. Even those guys, whenever the teacher wanted to hit you and you were not trying to get hit, she would just point to them, hold him down, and they would hold you down because they didn't want to get hit. Mm. So even the ones that were your friends would hold you down to get hit. So, I mean, it was it was rough, but you learn quick. You learn fast because if you get hit, you know, you, you're getting hit and you can't do nothing. You, you don't have no gang. You have no one to protect right. you. So eventually you don't want to get hit anymore. Then you got to, uh, you know, you got to conform and, and you have to like try to um, get the work done, you know, put the right answers on the board. <laughs> did you actually start with, with the respect factor though and like respecting elders like you were saying? Yeah. Did you actually start to feel that or was it more an impetus like I don't want to get hit so that's how I'm going to do it and then when you go home it's back to where you were? Um, no, because it, it, it was, it, it was all around you. Mm. It, it was all like, for example, if let's say I was a junior and you was a senior in school, you, you could say, Hey boy, come clean my room, come clean my classroom. <laughs> and they would tell me that. You gotta remember, I'm a gang man. You told me to come clean your classroom. You crazy bro. <laughs> and I would get beat because yeah. what would happen? I'm like, I'm like, I'm not cleaning your classroom. That's crazy. But then. The senior will call his other senior friends, mm. and they will hold me, and they would beat the shit out of you. And and it's not like who you're gonna complain to. The they're gonna say your senior asked you to do something, so you have to do it. So eventually, eventually, you just get <laughs> what happens is you just get used to it. Uh, planning your plot for when you're gonna be the senior, <laughs> and mm. you're gonna tell it. And and that's how like even in colleges, like with the hazing stuff. Yeah, right. You go in. Getting haze, knowing that you know you're gonna do it, you're gonna do yeah. it, right? So, um, and then eventually it just wears on you, like like you start to respect. Okay, I I think is I think it's more of a brain conditioning. Yes, right. It's brain conditioning. You know, you just do it so much, you just used to it so much that now, oh, someone's older than you, your brain just clicks. Oh, respect that person. Respect that person. Yeah, right? th this this is a really your particular story is a really fascinating one for the whole environment shift because I I'm I just love this topic when I'm talking with people and how different parts of their upbringing could have shaped like who they became. But yours, like, you were kind of forced to go over somewhere like a faraway land, basically. I mean, that's what right, it right. was, and you came from such a hard environment. You went to another hard environment, but it was a totally. totally totally different type yeah so it changed how you looked at society while still maybe having some of the annoying is not the right word to put on it but but some of the some of the things that people maybe shouldn't have in their in their environment like getting the shit kicked out of right. it and stuff like that and then some people could argue like hey taking that once in a while as a kid in you know whether it be with your friends straighten you out or things like that it could be good for you but not what you're talking about nah. you're talking about witnessing your mom getting beat up right, getting right. beat up by your stepbrother getting hit by a stick with by the principal of a school like that you know that's way this is a whole different level like that's yeah. that's not that's not cool but you did have to on the in the second environment you at least had to get some sort of like social order out of it and right. that is fascinating right 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 you know and then and then i come back you know i come back to america now and i'm like this super kid <laughs> now were you now there's a question though. yeah were you right back into the gangs or were you over that at that point 
Ah, right back into the gang. <laughs> and so now the social order's in the gang. Now the social order's in the gang, and and everyone's making fun of me. Every all I, I remember when I first came back, everyone had a ball on me, bro, <laughs> because I was speaking like this. I remember we were playing basketball. The funniest thing was basketball. We were playing basketball, and I was like, "Throw me the ball! Throw me the ball!" <laughs> and, oh my god! And people. They never let me live it down, bro. They just kept saying, Thro- we throw would just be chilling. They'd be like, throw me the ball, throw me the ball. <laughs> like, bro, we're not even playing. But yeah, I had this crazy accent. I had a crazy accent. And they, so you they picked up a fo- that wasn't just like an accidental like no, phrase. That was, was like you accent. actually picked it yeah, up. My accent was crazy, bro. I was, I was, sounding, I was sounding crazy. Holy shit. I was sounding real crazy. Because you got to remember, I'm there for two years. Yeah, it's I was a lot. You're right. To, I was supposed to visit the year before. And I said, I'm not coming back. And they said, yeah, there goes your ticket. Oh so I never God. got to come, never got to visit. So I spent, you know, two two years there. And, and yeah, I came back crazy. Wow. But, but before you went, because you said you were in court for some crazy shit. Yeah. And then this was, was either like go to prison yeah. or that. Like what, we had talked about your first experience with being handed a gun when you were a kid. But yeah. like when did you actually, like what was the initiation into like, oh, you're a part of this life. And like what? Not to be like totally uneducated about it, but what what kind of gang? Like, was it just the local project gang? Like, what was what was the backdrop when you were maybe eleven, twelve, or something like that? Yeah. So, in my projects, we have more than one gang, mm-hmm. right? So, eventually, you had to join one because if you didn't join, like you know, you get a lot of people. They say, "Oh, you know, you had a choice. You have a choice. You know, right. you didn't, you have to do that." But that's so far from the fact, bro. If you don't join something, that you're gonna get beaten by every. Everyone, everyone's gonna, and people are gonna, people are gonna tell you, yo, you need to be with us. You know, if you don't run with us, you know, so you gotta, you gotta join someone to get protected from the others, mm. right? And that's how they get you, and, and that's, and that's how they get you, because you know, like, like I said, your parents are not with you all the time, right? You gotta walk to school, you gotta go to school, you gotta come back to school, you gotta be in school, and if you're not part of nothing, then that can be a problem. You know, usually the kids who get punked on not usually, it's almost all the time, are not part of anything, right? Usually the kids that are getting, you know, taken advantage of or getting robbed, they're usually not part of anything. Because even it's a gang, you know, who you rather do something to? The other kid that's part of another gang or the kid that's part of nothing? The kid easy. that's part of kid nothing. that's part of nothing. Exactly. See, it's easy. So, um, yeah, man. It's just it's just crazy, you know. But then I come back, right? And I'm I'm this powerful, strong kid, you know. This is the man of war. Were got, you selling? Like got, what? Like what was the no no? I never set up. I, I never. You mean in, in the game? Drugs? Yeah. I never got into drugs. No. Never. No. Never. Never. So what are you never, doing? Never. With never, them? never. Yo, whenever they need me, I'm there fighting. Just fighting. Uh, I was always fighting. I was just stay stay fighting all the time. Interesting. If if you know we, if we had beef. Something like that. It's always there, always there, and I was also the one who had somewhat a brain on his head. Mm. Like, like you know, I remember I almost almost got like killed one time. Ooh, but what uh, happened? But um, they we we had we had some beef with another. Actually, it wasn't even my beef. It was my boy's beef. But I was always smart, and I would always try to. If we didn't have to go there, let's not go there. Mm. So I was the one, and that's bad. That's a lot of times that's bad. You you never want to be the guy to be like, yo yo, let's let's just chill. You never want to be the middle guy. The middle guy always gets the most problem. 
Really, yeah. the middle yeah. guy. Yes. Right? And and I remember one time we were in Coney Island, the boardwalk, and my boy had beef with someone, and they had, it was him and me and, like, seven other people mm. from a different gang, and I was trying to be, like, the chill person, and someone just ran up behind me and just fucking clocked me, like, in the back of my head. Ooh. If you ever get hit in the back of your head, yeah. it's instant. You, you, you go down. Yeah. And, and luckily, but... I don't know. I have a very good, I don't know what they call it. Like, even I'm down, I know what the fuck is going on. Like, and that's from growing up in that life. I always know what's going on. I always know what's around me. I could be out and I still feel I'll know what the hell's going on. So when I got hit, I immediately lost, um, I couldn't see. Like, I fell down and I really couldn't see well. But I knew the kid had a knife. And How'd you know that? I saw it. He had it oh, out. Okay. And, and, I immediately was able to get up and run. I could have got killed. I could have got ran across the street, got hit by a car. But I just ran. I didn't even know where I was running. Um, and I was able to get away, luckily. What about your friend? Uh, he got away. <laughs> he, he, he got beat up pretty badly. Um, but, 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 but yeah, he, 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 they didn't kill him. But, um, yeah. Um, but it was, you know, so those kind of crazy things, you know, I've been through a lot of stuff like that, you know, where people put guns to me and stuff like that. When, when, like, is that just from some, some of the regular beefs where people just yeah, whip it, out a gun? Yeah, it's dumb shit. Like, for example, yeah. another, another dumb, you, you know, circumstance, people might be like, damn, that's so stupid. I mean, now I'm older, I look at it, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That was the dumbest thing ever. Right. Me and the same kid, this particular kid was my ride or die. <laughs> like, that was my boy. We did, we did every single thing together. Everything. Mm. Even girls, even mm. like he would have a girl. He would call me, "Yo, Wally, yo, yo, I got this chick over." A word, oh, bro, I'll be right there in a sec, bro. Seriously, <laughs> like everything. This was like, yo, we did everything together, every single thing. And uh, another time, we were hanging out and we were going through a different projects, and um, there was like five kids walking past us, and they just walked past and they, and they, you know, they looked at us, and we just looked back at them, and then they kept walking. And like about 200 feet, they stopped. They just stopped. And I told my boy, yo, I think something's going to go down. <laughs> so they stopped. Then they started coming back towards us. And I told my boy, yo, get, yo, get ready. Mm. We're going to have to fight five kids now. <laughs> like, because, you know, we're not going to run. Yeah. You know, we, we're going to fight five kids. So the kids start coming to us. And then the smallest of the kids goes, oh, we, you know, what are you guys grilling us for? And we're like, how would you know we're grilling you if you're not grilling us? Like, see how dumb this is? See how stupid this is? Yeah. Why are you looking at me? Yeah. Well, because you're looking at us. It's it, it already started stupid, right? But back then, that was like a thing. Like, you can't be staring at people's face, right? So, you know, I'm like, yo, you know, you looking at us, so we're looking at you back. You know, what you want to do? And the kid pulls out a fucking gun, puts it to my face. And he goes, what you want to do? And so then, you know, there's many ways you can go around this situation. Like I said, I was always smart. I was always really, really smart. And um, you what's know, going through your head when that happens? Because you're young. Well, I well, mean... well, you can't, you can't back down. Right. So the people who back down get shot. People think it's, it's, so. Here's like a little misconception. People think that if you say, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me," they're not gonna shoot you. If they're gonna shoot you, you're getting shot. It doesn't matter if you say, "Please don't kill me." Please beg. It doesn't right. matter. So. How do you defuse this situation? You still got to stay hard. You still got to, without, uh, 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 what's the word I want to use? Um, 
without forcing him to want to shoot you. Mm. But you still have to stand your ground, right? You, you, you cannot be like... You don't want to escalate it. Right, but right. You wanna... But you still need to stand your ground. You don't want to be like, oh, my bad, my bad. Right. Now, that's it. You just lost every respect you've ever had in your life. Every respect they might... Because, you know, they can mm. still have respect for you, right? They can still have respect for you. They just don't like you, right? But now you've lost every little tiny... Even if the tiny is gone... Now you're a puss. That's it. You're begging. You're so so. What I did, I was like, "Yo, what you gonna do with that?" So why are you pulling that out, right? Now, of course, I'm scared. Not I'm I'm worried. Not scared. Worried, right? Because if he shoots me, I'm fucking dead, right? <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not gonna back down because he has a gun. Because I have to show that you know, yeah, you know, I'm 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 about it. So so I'm like I'm like, what, what, what are you gonna do with that? What are you going to do with that? Why are you pulling out the gun for? Why you don't shoot the fair one? You know, let's fight. You want to fight me and you one-on-one? Mm. Put the gun down, right? So now I'm showing you that because you got a gun, I'm not really scared of you, right? And it don't look like you're going to shoot because if you were going to shoot, you probably would have did it already, right? So this is just being able to, it's right. like chess. It's like chess, right? I'm, I'm seeing the situation. Is this kid really going to shoot or is he just pulling it out, right? So for, for me, I already determined immediately he wasn't going to shoot. So then I'm like, all right, so why don't we just shoot the film? Why are you going to pull out that gun? And then another kid goes, oh, I know him. So one of his friends knew me because actually this kid's brother who is in jail is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so what happened is even crazier. So the kid was like, oh, that's, I'm not going to say what my name was back then, but I had a, I had a a certain name, uh, a gang name. And and the kid said, oh, that's, what's his name? Ah, uh, yeah, that, yo, he knows your brother. And then all of a sudden, the kid was like, all right, yo, it's cool. But it wasn't cool. It wasn't cool with me. It was, it was not cool at all, right? Because you put a gun in my face. Yeah. So I let it go at that situation. But then the next week, we were at school, me and the same kid. Man, school. this kid is always around me, man. Me and the same kid. We were at school, and we saw the kid. The same kid pulled a gun. We saw him walking. And he was like, my boy's like, yo, that's the kid from last week. And I was like, no way. He's like, yeah, that's him. So we followed him. We followed him into, into a store. Mm. He goes into the store, and then I go into the store and say, yo, bro, come on. I want to talk to you. And all of a sudden now, he wasn't that hard kid anymore. Now he was worried. Right, because he didn't have nothing on him at the time, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Yo, come on, come on, Stone." I told you, he's like, "No, no, no, no." I said, "Yo, listen, I ain't got nothing." I told myself, "I'm not packing. I got nothing. I just want to talk to you. Come out the store, because you know we don't want nothing. We want to talk to you. We want to talk to you. Just come out." Yeah. So eventually, he came out the store, and I told him, I says, "Listen, I, w I wasn't gonna do nothing to him because I knew his brother. I knew his brother was mm. in jail, but I wanted to make a point." And so when he, and and that's been my life, always trying to make a point. And so he came out. I says, "Listen." I said, right now, if I wanted to end your life, I could do it right now, right here, right now, because you put a gun to my face. I said, never put a gun to someone's face if you're not going to use it, if you're not going to use it, because right now, I could kill you right here, and, it w and, and, and that would be it, bro. I was like, listen, never pull out a gun if you're not going to use it. That's it. And I told him, I said, listen, I have respect for your brother, I know your brother, but yo, we could keep this beef on or we could squash it. What what you want to do? And the kid was like, let's squash it. And so, mm. so we just left it alone, you know? So it's amazing what a little bit of, like just a little bit of level-headedness will do to situations that, as you pointed out already, 
right. are stupid beyond belief. Right. And 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 for some reason, I've always been somewhat level headed. Oh, I would say more level headed than the rest of my friends. Why do you think that is? Because frankly, you you come I, from a kind of environment where why. you shouldn't be level headed. I'll tell you why. It's the sports. Mm. Because in sports you had discipline. Right. Right? And, and, and that's the only answer I could have for it. It's playing all those sports. You know, I had to listen to what the coach said. I had to discipline. I had to wake up early. You know, I had to, to, to go to the gym. I had to do the right things. And even through all this stuff, going to Africa, being yeah. in the gangs, you were still playing sports this whole time. Oh, yeah. I, I Sports was mine. What did you play? Everything. Basketball, football, volleyball, mm. tennis, wrestling. Any any sport that I could play because sports was a way to keep me out of being home. Right. Right? If I played sports, I have to practice in the morning, practice in the evening, and that would keep me from being home. And that would numb the hell. You know, you're tired, bro. Like, when you're tired, you're less affected by the garbage people say. Like, when you're exhausted and someone's talking so shit, you're like, bro, I'm not even trying to hear you right now. <laughs> I'm tired. So so I, 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 needed, I needed those sports, right? Um, and you were a great athlete, too. Oh, I was an amazing athlete, bro. Everything I played, I was good at. Everything. And I think I was good at it because I had to be good at it because mm. I needed to be on this team. So I needed to put in all the work I could to be the best that I could. So that I could play more sports. Do you think some of that was also like that makes total sense? But some of that might also have been trying to get some validation over your stepfather who told you you were going to suck at everything. No, I, I don't think I. I, I it just I, didn't. I, that I, was a separate. Yeah, I never. I never even thought about. I, I never even. Thought, I did it. I did it for my own peace mm. to, to keep me balanced. Because I don't know. Like I said, as a young kid, I I was always smart. I, I needed that balance. Um, because the gang stuff was just crazy. And then I needed something that would just numb me. And, and I guess in some way, give me some discipline. Without even knowing that I needed discipline. That's interesting. Right? Like, I wonder if there was like a, you know, minus the experience of when you went to Africa and you were forced to do it. I wonder if there was like a little bit of a small subconscious urge for that right maybe you know what i mean yeah yeah. like you didn't actively think it but like you kind of wanted it a little bit right right no 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 i i I, yeah i i think that was it and um to 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 bring us back to what what you asked before you know now i come back from africa and i'm Mm -hmm. this like strong kid you know i'm I'm, I'm, with an accent with an accent yeah (laughs) (laughs) throw me the butt (laughs) i tell you that that that's gonna haunt me for the rest of my life bro and uh you know, all all my life, I always wanted to protect my mom as a kid. Mm. It's the only thing I ever wanted to do. Like, I want to protect my mom. I want to protect my mom. I want to protect. I can't do. I'm too small. I want to protect my mom. And now I'm strong, and and I can't protect my mom. And and tell you, on the flight back, everything that I thought about was like, I'm gonna beat the shit out this dude, bro. Like. Because I didn't even know, I didn't know if stuff was still going on, right? But I'm sure it was still yeah, going on. Yeah, it had always to be, had, right? Yeah. And, and, and I just kept thinking about this all the way. All the, now, 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 remember this, what I'm saying. I was thinking about this the whole time. I can protect my mom. I'm going to beat the shit out of this dude. He's never going to hit my mom again. This is all in my mind as I'm flying back. That's all I'm thinking about. Two years later, too. Yeah. You've been over there nonstop, right. you said, right? Yes. You no, never came never back. came back. Yeah. And, and this is all I'm thinking, all I'm thinking about. And I get back home, you know, nothing really pops off that hard. 
cause the argument. And then one day, bro, I'm, I'm at home and um, my mom and him gets into it and I'm sitting down and uh, they start arguing, starts getting louder and then grabs her by the throat. And all I did was turn around. I just turned around. And as I turn around, I um, see him grabbing her. I didn't say anything. I just looked. And my stepfather said, what are you looking at? If you look over here, you're going to get the same thing. And boom, the bomb just went off. Like all those years of the abuse just went off. And I just flipped out. I don't even remember leaving the house. I know I left the house because I came back with a gun, but I don't remember actually leaving the house. I ran out the house, got a gun, came back. Oh, you didn't go beat him up first. No, I ran out the house right, immediately. Right, right. I just freaking ran out because I was like, I'm going to kill this guy today. Ran out the house, came back with the gun, put it to his face, and he was trying to like go through the wall. You know, he's like, like this, and I was like, I'm gonna kill you today. He said, You've been beating up my mom, and I was crying, and 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 you know, because I never killed anyone, right? But it was gonna happen. And uh, as this is going on, my mom is like freaking out, and my mom calls the police, and my mom says, You guys have to hurry, my son's trying to kill my husband. Oh. Not that my husband's beating the hell out of me or choking me, no, my son's trying to kill my husband, and Oof. then. I just kind of like, I just lost it. Like, my soul was like taking out. Like, I, I was, t and I, I just started crying. And I felt like, I don't even know how to explain it, man. I felt like as if all the inside of me was just fell out. Like, I just shitted it out. Like, the, all of the inside out and just empty. And, and I just freaking took the gun. I put it in my mom's face. Yeah. I was going to turn it on your mom. I was, yeah, listen, I was, you know, that, that day, I was going to, kill my mom and my stepfather and I put it to her face and I say you know what I said the two of you deserve to die together you deserve each other and it was the ultimate betrayal and and I started shaking now mind you this is happening very fast right my mom called the police police are coming yeah I don't need I don't want to be there when police are coming but I wasn't even thinking about that now my mind is just where'd you get the, the gun place. by the way Oh, next door neighbor. He's <laughs> part of my gang. Yeah. So 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 we used to keep guns at each other's houses. Right, so I wasn't there, so I didn't have guns in my house. But my personal lived sure. next door to me. He, right. He's part of my gang, and I just ran. I was like, I, I need to give me the gun. And he he knew, he he knows he knows what's going on in my house. He he knows. And um, so at this point, all this stuff is happening so fast. And uh, you know, I talk about maybe it was divine intervention or an angel or God or whatever it is that you believe in, uh, came. Kind of sat on my. I talk about sitting on my shoulder, right? And 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 says, "Hey, hey, hey! If you do this right now, if you do this right now, everything that your stepfather said about you is going to happen today, mm. right?" My stepfather said, "I'd be a failure. I'd be dead in jail all my life. Everything's going to happen today." And I and I heard this right in the midst of all this craziness, and then I just came to my senses and I say, you know what? You guys deserve each other and never went back home. Never talked to her again and just left. You left. Oh, left. You never talked to your mom again. Nope. Left. And I tried to talk to her years later. And this brings us back to what we were Holy talking about shit. before yeah. with, with the family. So I tried to talk to her years later, but as I mentioned before, she never gave the, the, uh, the closure. Like she, she never, apologize you know what happened let me tell you you know what happened if just think about what happened 
the judge allowed me to go to Africa to change my fucking life. Now I come back and I got a gun to my mom's head and my imagine what would have happened if police would have came and saw me there and arrested me. So they came, but they just said I was gone. I was gone. I was gone. I was gone. They're not tracking that case. No, no, but I actually got I actually got arrested for it. Oh, you did? Yeah, but it's no weapon. I'm like, you're crazy. I'm like, there was no weapon. That's my Mm. mom. I was like, my mom gets beat up all the time. She's just he's just making her say that. And they couldn't prove it. They they could with with no weapon, they could do nothing. So 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 they so they let me go. But um but imagine if I didn't leave in time. Imagine if they would have came. Yeah, and I would have been arrested. Yeah. I would have been at least 15 for sure. Like, I, I'm a, and, and so, you know, all my life, you know, I just wanted my mom to be like, I'm sorry for what happened. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. But never got it. So many years later, I tried to talk to her. I couldn't because whenever I spoke to her, I, I just felt, uh, like even now talking about it, I, I, there's like this, this pressure of blood that comes and it makes me feel very violent. So mm. I just stopped. I couldn't talk to her no more. I was like, I can't talk to you. So I just. She so never said another word to her. Nope. For the rest I, of her I, life. I, I, I cut her off. And then. Um, Wait, how, you were what, 16, 17 when this happened? Yeah. Yeah. 16. Where, where'd 17. you go? I lived in the street for a year. Hanging out, you know, with friends, living from friends' house, to friends' house gangs, yeah. you know, hanging out with my gang members. And, you know, back then at 16, you can go for days without sleep, yeah. you know, hanging out. And, but, but, but yeah, and, and I just, I, I just can talk to her. Years later, I tried to talk to her, but I couldn't because she, 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 she didn't, she, she would not acknowledge. And, and they were still together. That's yeah. the crazy thing. They were still together. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is madness. They, they were still together. And then... Um, did you think your mom... Did you feel like your mom didn't love you? Um, I don't know. I think... I think... Um, no, nah, I knew my mom loved me, for sure. But I think she just loved him more. Mm. And, and that was not cool. And, um, yeah. And then years, you know, years later... Like I said, I tried to talk. It, it couldn't work. And then, um, like about a few, maybe like four or five years ago, one of my, so I don't talk to my, so I, to, I, the reason I don't talk to my other side of family, like my mother's side of family, my mother has five brothers, five brothers. I don't talk to them either. I don't talk to any of them. What was the relationship growing up? Like how much did they know about what was they, going on? They all knew, they right? They all knew, man. Yeah. Listen, his Here's 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 my problem with it, and this is why I don't talk to them. Maybe if they're watching this now, now they're gonna know, <laughs> but I don't care because I don't talk to them anyway. But there's no way that you have five brothers and this guy is not beaten to a pulp. It's mm-hmm. imp like I I don't understand it. My mom has five brothers, five. I don't understand how this guy was never beaten down. Even if your sister says, uh, if you beat him, I'm going to call the police. It, I, I don't, I don't understand, yeah, bro. Like, me, yeah. I don't understand. If I have a sister, if I have a sister 
and some dude is beating up my sister. It's not that hard to get him. He's yeah. got to come out the house sometime. I I rather go to jail. I rather go to. I mean, all right. If I beat the shit out of him, I'm probably ninety nine point nine percent. I'm not gonna get any time for that. I might go to the bullpens. I'll, I'll I'll maybe stay in jail a couple of times. You know, probably I've never done. You know, it, my brothers they, they they were in the army, bro. Like 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 you know they they fought in the in, in in the wars, right? What's the worst that happened to you? Okay, you go sleep a night in jail. So what? You know, judge is not going to give you bail, right? You're an uh, outstanding citizen, right? So you beat the shit out of this guy. You take the night in jail. So what? You explain to them what's happening. They're going to understand and they're going to let you go, right? So even now I talk about it, I get angry because there's no way five brothers, five brothers couldn't do nothing for all the years. And they know, listen, I remember one time they came to the house. I remember one time. And, and my mom didn't open the door. So then you know what you do? You come the next day. You stay there all day. You wait for him to come out. As soon as he come out, you grab him. You beat the shit out of him. Mm, yeah. And that's the problem. He yeah. never got his ass beat. And that's why he kept doing it. He never, he never, ever, ever. He got away with it that's over. so bizarre, man. It's crazy, bro. And that's the reason why I don't talk to them. I just cut. You know, I was like, you know what? And they all live close. Bro, Sounds listen. Like. At the time, they all lived in New yeah. York, bro. Yeah. It, listen, and even if and even if you don't live close, it doesn't matter, man. Agreed. If Agreed. I have a sister, and my sister's getting beat up by some dude, man. I am coming down to your house. I will stay out there till you come out. You you gotta come out sometime. Even have to sleep in the car. Wait for you to come out to properly beat the fire out of you. Then maybe. Something's going to click in your brain that the next time you want to hit my mom, you'll get flashbacks. Or hit my sister, you'll get flashbacks. And maybe you're not going to do that. You had said this at the very beginning of our conversation. I just want to make sure I followed. Your, your real dad and your mom yeah. divorced when you were one. Yeah, probably. And was, was he never in your life again? Uh, so my... <laughs> That's funny. So, so my dad, I tell you, my life's fucked up, bro. Yeah. So my, my dad was only in my life when my stepfather wanted to throw me out of the house. So what they would do is, my stepfather was like, I don't want him here. Get him out. So they would send me to my dad, and my dad would take care of me. What right? was your relationship like with him? I love my dad, bro. Like, my dad my dad used to beat the shit out of me, but but but, <laughs> but, but, but I deserved it. I, that... It, you know, you know that was more of a dis a, a, a disciplinary shit. Cause I was telling you, I was a fucking bad kid. Mm. My dad was not. My dad fucked me up, bro. My dad speech out of me. But my dad always gave me everything. Now, his, but your dad didn't his, his, do anything about your mom getting nah, the shit he's divorced. Her. I wouldn't do nothing either. I mean, divorce. Yeah, but bro. if my kid were in the middle of it. Like you said, it's oh, one thing yeah, where you're yeah. getting the shit kicked out of you for discipline versus yeah, like yeah, some yeah, guys yeah, just yeah, beating yeah, the fuck yeah, out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my 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 dad didn't. He didn't really know, actually, because I never told him. That I, he was beating you? No, I never told my dad. That the stepfather was doing yeah. anything? No, no, I never told him. And he him. didn't suspect? No, like, my dad would fucking go over there and it would be bad. So I, I know my dad. Like, my dad's my dad's fucking gangster. And dad, I, I, yeah, yeah. So, so you never told him? I never told my dad. No, no, no. I, I, I never mentioned it. I would just, I would just, I would be happy just to to be with him but never th that's so fascinating yeah, to me that even yeah. as like a six seven eight nine no, year old no, kid i never told i never told my dad why do you think that is i, I like, don't know i i think i was more scared that my dad would fucking like my dad would like my dad was very hardcore bro he's very very hardcore and uh yeah yeah I, I i don't know i just never i never i never told my and plus i think it was also me also being 
I'm a strong guy, you know. Right. I'm, 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 you know, you know, not wanting to to tell what's going on in the house, right? Not, not just being stronger than I really am. And I think that's probably why I never really told my dad like what's going on. And plus, the times when I got sent to my dad was already a little bit older. You know, it wasn't like when I was six or five. Is I was older. You know, so it's just me. Sporadic more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like I said, my my dad always, always, um, he he always took me in. But there was another problem though. There's another fucking problem. Always problems. <laughs> my so I had siblings who are older than me. Right now, this is gonna sound crazy. On your dad's side. Yeah. Okay. Right now, I have siblings who are older than me. Wait, are they your mom's kids too? Nope. They're another woman. Okay. Got now it. check this out. They're another woman's kids. Another woman that he's married to. Okay. That he's married to. Now. Like at that point. At like that when point. When you were a kid. Yeah. Okay. And I'm the only kid from my mom and my dad. Mm. How do I have older siblings? That's impossible. You have another. That means that my dad was probably married to this person when he married my mom or together with this person. Oh shit, it's her kids. Yeah, it's 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 not my mom's kids, but the It's kids. not another woman. It's the one he's living with now and married yeah, to. Exactly. Oh fuck. Isn't that crazy? So so Oh that, my god. So so, so <laughs> guess what? That complicates what? things. That complicates things a lot. Yeah. So guess what will happen when I was going to my dad's side? You get the shit kicked out now, of you by the Well siblings. I didn't get kicked no 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 they the mom the, the the mom of the siblings, the, the his wife, would always be rude to me, mm. and would always look down on me, because I was a kid that he had from another woman. Oh like, it was God. fucking crazy. It was always just crazy, bro. Life was just always like it was. Oh, and 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 did I say it was always me trying to prove myself? And that's why now I get very, and and it's something that that even bothers me till today. If people say I can't do shit or. I, fucking gotta prove you if people say people try to try to uh blame me for something i didn't do i get really highly agitated immediately like it's just immediate it's a trigger it's a trigger yeah because all my life it's been always like that so now i'm at Fuck. my father's house with my dad who loves me and now i got this freaking lady like you know trying to like put me down and 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 not be nice and and you know and i'm already having drama in the house i'm coming from anyway yeah, so it is crazy, and I, and, and like I said, so you know, going through all that stuff, and I, I just and I just I just stopped talking to my mom, and uh, what made it crazy is um, why, why do you why do you think she loved him that much? Or yo, do you bro, think it I was have like no a idea. hostage type thing. I have no idea. Well, I, I mean, it, during the pandemic, I started to learn about narcissism. Like I didn't know about, I didn't even know what a narcissist was until the pandemic came. All these years later. I Yeah, I started to learn and understand what narcissists do. Now I understand why uh, my grandmother or, or my my uncles have never been in my house. Never. They've never been in my house. Ever. And I started to just understand that like, going into clubhouse, going into these narcissism rooms and, oh wow, that's what he was doing. Oh, he was keeping the family apart he was he was he was you know you know yes. like divide and conquer kind yes. of thing yes. and i didn't know about that i started learning about it and 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 i was like oh shit all right yes yeah, so it's, it's a form of brainwashing you know you know just keep making her think that she's the problem and stuff like that but but the thing was like my, my mom was hard like you know it was, it was just weird man 
but yeah, anyway, you know, I just, I just stopped, I stopped talking to her and, and, um, she so started couch surfing with friends when yeah. you're 16, 17. Yeah. 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 yeah and, yeah. but all the while you're still going to school. Yep. <laughs> you're still making people do your notes yep, and shit. Yep, yep. And I, you're I playing needed, sports and you're good at sports them. and yeah, just, yeah. So how do you how do you end up in ping pong? Like like you had said that that the that you would see the kids playing. I think you said this very early on in the podcast, and or maybe right before the podcast. So you'd see the kids playing in school, and then one day there's like, oh, this club, there's this club you go to. Yeah, and you just went like after making fun of these kids for a long time. No, 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 no. So 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 the 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 kids who who said there's a club were the kids that I, I tried to smash in the face with the ball <laughs> at, the, at the pool. <laughs> And they told me about this club, and I was like, "There's no way there's a place where people gather to play this. It's impossible." And um, but the athlete in me was like, "Maybe there is a place where mm. people play this." And so I went down to go check it out, and it was a pool hall. Actually, it was half pool hall, half ping pong. And when I got in, I saw people playing, like standing back from the table, making noise and stuff. And I was like, "Yo, this is crazy, right?" Uh, but the thing that attracted me to it was that the people that were playing were black. And I was like, wait mm. a minute, black people play this? I was like, there's no way black people play this. Oh shit, black people play this. Like, I thought only Asians played ping That's pong. That's what I always kind of Yeah, me too. I, I didn't know black people play this. And they were playing. They were making noise. I was like, oh shit, damn, this dudes are good. And and that's what attracted me to the sport. That That's what then I said, oh wow, well, you know, if, if they do this, I can do this too, right? Because I saw them playing. And, 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 that's, and that's what made me actually want to play and so uh I, I got interested i would go to the club and try to play some games try to play with people and um nobody would play with me really <laughs> they'd be like i'm tired or my mom's coming or whatever and nobody paid me any mind and i would get so angry and i was the kind of person that wherever they don't want me that's where i want to be mm. right i'm like like dude like dude like do these guys even know who i am like i'll shoot up this whole place and mm. and that was bothering me a lot because here you are kind of for me that was kind of being disrespectful Right. If you don't want to play, just say you don't want to play. But don't tell me you got to do something. And then two minutes later, you play with someone else. So that made me even more pissed off. And I'm like, no, right. I'm gonna play the sport. Right. And so because um, now you want to exert some control, yeah, where you're not getting it at home. Exactly. And yeah. and and now the 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 um, I used to play with this older guy who was like 70 years old, <laughs> and the guy would just crush me. He would beat me so badly, and I would get so angry. I would break every racket that I had because. How can this seventy-year-old beat me? I'm an athlete, bro. Like mm. I play sports, like real sports. Like what else going on? And um, I got more interested because you know I was getting beat by a seventy-year-old guy, and I was like, no, I got to beat this guy. This. So I kept wanting to play more, and then um, eventually I met a guy who came in um, one time, and he says, "Do you have a partner?" And by this time, I could hit. You know, I learned sports really fast, so I could hit back and forth. I was okay, you know. And the guy says, "Do you have a partner?" I was like, "No." And he goes, "Well." I'll pay you $20 if you can play with me like once or twice a week. Well, what? $20. Okay. Say less. Oh, you know, for sure. So I played with this guy and um, we became friends. You know, we became friends and we, I spoke, you know, he was like someone I could talk to, you know, about shit that I was going through. And I would talk to him like, yeah, this was fucking going on. You know, and the way I would talk would be really funny, you know, <laughs> because I would talk so nonchalant about serious shit. Mm. So, so I'd be like, yeah, man, the, the other day we were fucking at a club, boy, and my boy put this fucking gun out and tried to shoot at this kid. <laughs> so, I'm like, yo, it was so fucking stupid, bro. <laughs> and I would talk like it was nothing. And he would look at me like, what the fuck? Uh. He, he, he would look at me, and um, I, I don't think he understood. I, I, don't, I don't think he understood. I think he was hearing, but he wasn't understanding, right? 
I, I think for him it was more like a TV thing. You know, mm. I, and I say this over and over. If you don't know anyone who's lived that life or been in that life, it's really hard to understand how kids walk around with guns. But they do all the time. Like you, you, you see it, you hear it. It's in the news. Like it, it's not like it's it's hidden. Um, so for him, it was like I don't know. He, he didn't understand. Then one day I went to the club, and a twenty two fell out of my bag, and he saw it. He looked at me. I looked at him, <laughs> and the look on his face was funny because it was like. All the pieces of a puzzle had just came together. Mm. And it was like, oh, that's a look on his face. And I wasn't trying to stare around to see where that look was going. So I was like, yeah, I got to go. I picked it up and left. I was going to call police. And so I left and then I thought, damn, there goes my $20. The $20 hustle is gone. This guy's not going to give me any more money, bro. I was like, fuck. And I needed money at that time. And um, he, he called me back and he says, hey, are we still playing? And I thought, okay. That's weird. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sure. Twenty dollars. And um, I went to go meet him. We played, and he says, "I want to invite you to my house." And I thought that was weird. Like, who invites the kid that just you know had a gun fall out out of his bag to their house? Mm. I want you to meet my family. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's even weirder, right? And I'm like, "All right. I don't know where this is going, but twenty dollars." Um, let's go so so i go to this dude's house um it's like two and a half hours away from new york and uh oh so he would come two and a half hours to the city to play well he he, he had an apartment in the city as well but his family um, lived near hunter you know hunter mountain is like two and a half hours away his he, he had like a house like in the woods that's where his family lived. his family didn't live like they had a really kind of weird kind of living like i don't know if you call it, i don't even, i don't know what to call it like they didn't watch tv they didn't eat sweets it was just really weird. It was really wow. weird, yeah. Mm. But his family lived there, and he would. So he brought me there. Um, so his family, um, you know, they they had like real family stuff, like you know, sitting at a dinner table with everyone eating, talking, passing the food around, you know. And um, I guess he wanted to show me what family was supposed to be yes. like, and. Uh, you know, I played ping pong with his family. He had a ping pong table there, a pool table that turned into a ping pong table. And I was, you know, I was taking it in. I was like, all right. Um, it's kind of pissing me off a little bit because I was like, what the fuck this guy got me on this family for? Like, you know, because it's something I didn't have like that, right? So yeah. it's actually pissing me off more than anything else. He obviously clearly picked up on that. Yeah. And he wanted he wanted this for you. To see. It's pretty cool. And so... um, then, and, and then he says to me, he, he, he goes, um, I really want to help you. And by this time, I really liked playing ping pong. Like, I liked it. And he, and he says, I'm going to pay for you to go to Germany to learn ping pong. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to pay for you to go to Germany. Now, were you any good at this point? Like, were you? did you have, like, some, some of the core skills? Um, basic, basic. Very Forehand, basic. backhand, very, 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 very basic. Yeah. Um, and he was like, I know this school, sports school, where kids go to learn or where the best athletes of particular sports they go live at this school and they learn the sport and i was like oh okay <laughs> and the only thing about germany that i knew was hitler and i'm like why is this guy <laughs> sending me to germany it's crazy you, fucking, you know i didn't know anything about germany i just knew hitler i was uh, like he was from germany why is this guy sending me to germany yeah um but i did know what i did know was that um that would be a way out mm. and and um you know, a, lo a lot of people always go... How old are you at this point, Oh, uh, This time I was 17. Okay, you're still so, like 17. Yeah. No shit. A lot, a lot of people a, a lot of people go, 
oh, um, you know, you were lucky. It's, I hate this word, lucky. Oh, you're so lucky. Someone said, no, no, I'm not lucky. I'm not lucky. I made a conscious decision mm. to say yes. 99.9% .9 of the people in my case from where I grew up would say, what are you, fucking crazy? Right. I'm not going to Germany. You're out of your mind. Every, I don't know any person who would agree to that. But like I said, as a kid, I always had some part, I don't know, always, I always had a head on my shoulders, like a little, a little, right? And, and, and I knew that this could be an opportunity to maybe change my life and to, and to not be doing what I was doing because I was doing nothing. I, I was going nowhere. And I probably would have wound up dead, dead, dead or in jail. Do you think if you hadn't gone to Africa, you would have said, you still would have said yes to Germany? Ooh, that's interesting. Oh, man. If I hadn't gone, I probably would have said no. Yeah. I think that did a lot for you. Yeah. Like, I think that I, was a key. Yeah. I, I think I would have said, I think I would have said no. But, um, you know, one thing that's very interesting, too, um, was that, which also allowed me to say yes, was that he never brought up the gun that fell. He never mentioned it. Like, that conversation never came up. And I don't know if he was aware of what he was doing or that's just the way it just happened. Because if he if he would have said anything about it, I would have never talked to him again. That would have been, yeah, $20 or not. If he, if he would have said, you know, you shouldn't be walking around with guns and this stuff, I would have completely just... Even if he just said nope, an opinion. I'd have been gone. I never talked to him again. Why? I've always I I I never liked people telling me what to do and what not to do. Mm. So if he would have said, you know, you shouldn't be doing this, I would have cut him off completely. Even now, like I do a lot of talks with kids and I don't tell them, don't do this, mm. don't do that. Yeah. I tell them, look at the decisions you make and think about how they will affect you in your future. That's how I talk to kids. I don't say, you shouldn't be in a gang. Yes. You shouldn't be carrying a gun. You sh no one wants to be told what to do. Yes. So I don't know if he knew that. I mean, he had to know that, right? Because how are you not going to talk about the gun that fell on my back? So, but that was the biggest key for me to say yes, because he just never mentioned it. It's almost like it never happened. How long had you known him before that happened? Um, About a year. Very sure. You know, that's, but that's, that's probably why, because he had spent enough time with you. You had said, like, you'd talk real nonchalantly yeah. about stuff, but he would always see you showed up. You were there. Like, the, like you had something about you that made, like, he could see commitment to something. He could see right. a desire to, to have fun and live life. You weren't just, you weren't some dude coming in there going, yo, you know what I just did? You know what I mean? <laughs> so then yeah, he sees yeah. something like that and he probably thought to himself, well, yeah, he probably thinks he has to have one. Like, uh, well, I guess we're seeing it right now. Okay, whatever. But, right. you know, there's something that clicks and goes, all right, he's not meant to go that way, what that could get him down to. So let me bring this kid in the sanctum a little more, the inner sanctum, and, and we can help him out. That's pro I'm, I'm just totally guessing here, but that's probably no, you, where right. he's at. Yeah, I, 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 I think you're right. Because even till today, I'm like trying to figure out, like, how do you not say, bro, what, the, what are you doing? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> like he, it just never, it's almost like it never, ever happened. And because he never mentioned it, 
I felt like it never happened. And, you know, it, I, I say, yeah, you know. Mm. And uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, very, very interesting how, you know, someone could actually change your life, you know. Yeah. Did he ask you about your home life, too? Yeah, like I spoke to I spoke about my home life all the time. All of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he knew. And all you weren't the stuff. there anymore at this point. Yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. He 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 knew a lot of what was going on. You know, I was always like I said, I always spoke, but I think it's because of the way I spoke. Like I I never, I think most people who are not in that life who would talk about a situation would talk about it with emotion. But I never talked about it with emotion. I just talked about it nonchalantly. I was like, right. yeah, my mom, my mom was getting beat up all the time. Like it was nothing. So I guess when you talk like that, people don't think it's that serious because I wasn't like, yeah, you know, my mom used to always get beat up, man. You know, it's very different when the emotion, right? Cause like when you give emotion with the way you talk, then people, uh, tend to listen more, but I've mastered as a kid. I've mastered being able to just say shit, and it could be the serious thing in the world, but not be emotional about it. And it was always, and it was always a lot of me hiding my emotions. Now I'm very different. Now I can be emotional, but when I was younger, I never wanted to show emotion. I never wanted to show if I was sad. You would never know I was sad. You would never know. You you would know if I was angry but you would never know if I was hurting or sad. I would smile in your face, hang out with you, party with you. You would never, never in a million years know that, holy shit, this kid's going through some shit. Because you didn't want to show weakness? Exactly. I didn't want to be weak. So mm -hmm. I had to put up this fake persona that I was always strong. No one who who I grew up with would tell you, oh, that was ever weak. You'd never see it. Even, even when I was scared out of my mind, I would always, always, always show up strong, right? I could be scared to death and you wouldn't even know because I was always, I was so good at just putting up that front, you know, and being strong and just, you know, doing that. So, yeah, it's crazy. It's just crazy. But this guy was able to see yeah. through some of the facade. And yeah. he says, all right, I'm going to send you to Germany to this school. And you called it a school. So is yeah, it it's also, it's an actual, it's not just like a sports well, academy. Well, it's a sports academy. So but you go to class and stuff too. You go to class, but it's not like, it's not like a normal school. It's, it's, it's most of the curriculum is your sport. And then there are some classes. Right. So you're what, like coming up on being like a senior in high school or something at yes, this point? I'm 17. So I'm So he's like, school. I'm going to send you for, for your last whatever. Well, well, it doesn't count as a schooling for here. So I already finished high school already. Oh, you fit? I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, you yeah. may have just said that, but I no, thought. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. you graduated early. I'm, yeah, yeah. I finished high school already. Right. And I got nothing to do. <laughs> right. And. uh mm. So, you know, so he sent you over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say yes. And how soon, like, when he, when you have that conversation, how soon are you in Germany? Oh, man, that's, that's pretty quick after. I think, I think it's maybe six months, maybe, maybe even less. Right. It, it might even be less. I don't remember exactly, but it, it's quick. It, it's shortly after. And did you have to learn German or was this, no. was this an international it's, type place? It's international place. So, like, there were some, I remember there was, <laughs> I remember I used to argue with this girl. There was a girl from Wales. Oh, was yeah. the first person I ever yeah. met from Wales. And she used to speak. Was she speaking it? Oh, God, bro. Oh, I, man. And, I, and I'd be like, 
what? Because like you said, <laughs> I'm like, what? What kind of English is that? That's what I asked. Her. What kind of English is that? Yeah, no. And she was like, that is the proper English. I'm like, no, no, no. that is not proper. We, we don't speak like that. That's not no. the proper English. And we always to argue back and forth because I didn't know, I didn't know that there was different kinds of English. Mm. I thought my English was normal. And she was like, no, this is the Queens and all kinds of craziness. Like, listen, nobody understands That is you. not Brooklyn. No, it's not, not Brooklyn. Doing. No, nobody understands you. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, so they, there was some international. You know, everyone spoke English, right? Um, but it was, it, it, was, it was definitely a really crazy experience. It was a, because, you know, just because I was in Germany didn't mean I wasn't that violent kid still. Mm. Right? And, you took and, that over there. Of course. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't just leave you. Just because you go to Germany, uh, I was still that violent kid, and I still hated everyone, and and it was just weird because like people were like, "Oh my God, you're from America, you're from New York, whoa, we love New York, we love America, whoa, whoa, back up, like what are you doing?" Like so, people were just constantly in my face, and and I didn't know how to react, right? I I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't I didn't even because this never happened before, right? Usually, people like me because of what I can do for them, right? Mm. The 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 love of the gang that's not real love right it, it it's not unconditional love right if 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 you're going to fight and I say oh man I don't think I want to sit this one out you think they got love for you no. of course not bro they got love for you because of what you can do for them yes. right but here I'm in a different country and people are just loving me for no reason and that was weird like what what, what you know what do you want why you know so so I I wasn't nice and and I I was you know the the there's a saying, it's called killing you with kindness. Yes. I say this a lot. Killing you with kindness is a real thing. And that's what happened, right? Because they're being kind to me. You know, if you want to, let's say you want to punch someone in the face and the person's saying, yo, I love you so much. You're amazing. Mm. How do you punch that person in the face? You really can't do it. Yeah. Right. It, it's hard to punch someone in the face for no reason that's telling you they they love you. And so I was confused because I didn't know how to react to all this love that I was getting and people telling me, oh, you're amazing. We love New York. I love America. I didn't know how to react. And so I was getting confused. I was mentally, like, I was mentally fucked up in the head. I, I didn't, it was just getting real confused. And it took me a while. And then once again, remember the thing I told you that came on my shoulder? Yeah. Before it came again. It says, hey, bro, you know, you're in a different country. You're not being abused. You're not in a gang. People love you. They like you. They want to get to know you, not because of what you can do for them, but just because you're you. Why are you angry? And then I thought about it for a while, and I couldn't find an answer why I was angry. And then um, I just started to change. That, that was the first. That was the first mindset change, right? Of like, okay. Not everyone in this world is out to get you. Because you know, back where I'm from, if people are like, hey, you, you, you're amazing. Nah, there's some sh Either yeah. they're trying to set you up yeah. or they want to get something from you, right? So this is the way I grew up. So, you know, now I had, to change my, I had to change my mindset to understand that, you know, not everyone in this world is out to get you. You know, there are people who can genuinely like you just and only because you're you. And once I could do that... Then I started to make friends, mm. right? And, and, and it was literally a switch. It was like a lights on, lights off, right? It didn't take no like preparing. One day I was like this and the next day I was like, okay, you know, let, let me see what this is about. It's interesting to me that your first reaction there though would be to kind of 
be harder and and maybe not make friends in that way at first and try to act tough. And I say that not because I wouldn't understand with some of the things you came up with as a kid, but this is after and it's not that long after like you were in Africa where you did have to at least realize, oh, there is kind of a social order out there. Like, okay, respect elders and, you know, not everyone's like the people in, in Brooklyn who are trying to get me into gangs. I understand like you're still young, impressionable. You come back home. That life takes you back up. But then the guy who sends you here is also a really kind man who takes you in. And you're also, to your credit, extremely kind to him and have a good relationship and have like – I feel like you did something at that age with him that maybe you couldn't have done four years before. So now he sends you over to Germany and your first reaction is to kind of go back to your to your oldest ways. Yeah. yeah that's that's fascinating. Yeah, that's crazy. So you just kind of like you didn't the way you just explained it. You're like, I was able to look at myself and ask. I think you said, like, I asked myself, why am I doing this? Like getting to the core of it, which is amazing that you were able to do that. Yeah. But then, you know, like how long in are you three, six months in where you start to kind of let the shell off and be a nice guy? Like how long did that take? No, no, no. That That's like um, less than less than a month, about mm. a month. Maybe, maybe a little bit more, but yeah, it's, it's it's pretty quick. It's it's pretty quick because it's hard, you know. Everyone is, everyone is, holding your face every second. It's crazy. Like everyone is just like, ah, oh, America, blah blah. Yeah. Like this. And how how many kids were in this school? Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot of kids. It's a lot because it's it's not just it's not just ping pong. It's, it's yeah, sports. it's all kinds of sports. Yeah, it's a sports school. So 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 these kids, they're the best in that that town. And uh, in whatever sport they are, and they all live there. Right? Oh, they're all from this place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most, minus a few. Most of yeah, minus the in, few international kids. Right. But all the other kids are from. They're the best. So those are like the future pro athletes or Olympic athletes or whatever you want to call it. Now, in all fairness, though, like, how did you get accepted in if you weren't like good, good at ping pong? Connection. Yet? Just the connection. Yeah, that guy had that guy had the connection to the school. He, he paid for it. Mm. <laughs> you know, all those all those schools like in international. If you have the money, they'll they'll let you in. Yeah. Right. So so you know, he had the money for it, and and he paid for it, and that and that's how I got in. And so, how quickly did you get like fucking amazing? I learned. <laughs> I, I pick up fast. I learned yeah. fast. And plus, like I said, it was once again me trying to prove myself, right? Because Americans don't play ping pong. Mm. So it's always me trying to prove myself. So I, I always, you know, wanted to get better quickly, and I just kept pushing, pushing, and 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 you know, just always, always putting hundred percent in. Like I never slacked in training ever. So when you leave there, I would imagine something had to rub off. Like you're, yeah, I, I was, I was pretty good. I, 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 was, I was, I was pretty good. And when did um, you turn pro, though, I'll like how you, long? So. Um, I come back, play some tournaments, get better, get better, get better, get better ranking. Um, and then my big break came, not even in like a, 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 a sanctioned tournament. This was like a hole-in-the-wall tournament in Chinatown. Mm. So Chinatown, there's like this tournament. Oh. Every year they, they put on these tournaments and you get these guys you've never seen <laughs> in the circuit ever, man. Some guys, so the, under some, the underground yeah, drug cartel yeah. of like ping pong. Oh my God, it was crazy. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. Yeah. Because you get all these Chinese guys you never saw in your life. Yeah. Right, but these guys play every day. But you, you just don't see them. 
And um, I was playing um, this kid who who was visiting from China, and um, the kid was very loud. Every time he went to point, he was like, "Yo, Chole, oh, 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 <laughs> yelling." And I was like, "What the hell is this kid doing, bro?" I was getting tight because this kid was just like noisy. And so then I said, "Okay, you know what? I'm gonna do the same thing too. I'm gonna bring the ghetto out." So I was like, "That's it, baby. Come on, send him back. Let's go." Talking mad trash, just talking crazy trash, and being loud. And um. At the end of the match, uh, some people walk up to me and they was like, "Hey, do you know Rockstar Games?" And I was like, "Yeah, Rockstar Games, Grand yeah. Theft Auto, of course, yeah. man, yeah." And it was like, "Well, we're thinking about making the world's first ping pong game." Yes, I'm in. <laughs> Don't even ask again. The answer is 100. You crazy? Make a ping pong game? I'm gonna be. Oh hell yeah! So I, I immediately said, "Hell yeah, let's do this." And um, I worked with them in making the world's first. Table tennis game. It's We're, called Rockstar Presents Table Tennis. So you're in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no my, my face is not in the game, but all the motion, the my motion capture is the default motion capture for every character. No shit. And then they brought in some people to make it a little bit different. What year was this? Oh my god, this is I don't remember. Two thousand one, two thousand. Oh, so a while back. So you were. Part oh no no. Two thousand six. So I this is a while it. after Germany, though. Yeah 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 yeah. This is this is. This is before I stopped playing pro. I've been playing tournaments in America. And, um, you know, they, they asked me if I was interested. And I was like, hell yeah, of course. So I make this game with them. How have you been making money this whole time? Oh, through through there? Uh, what do you mean? After, like after Germany and between this? Wait, how did I make money? I don't even remember. <laughs> remember. All right, we'll leave that oh, one I know, there. I know I was doing... What was I doing, actually? How was I making money? I definitely wasn't making money. That that, But that, like surviving, sure. I mean. I was surviving. Oh, doing jobs here and there got it. you know start teaching a little bit from for, for beginners like like not not really I, I had a job um working as an intern for hype williams i mean you know if you know hype williams no he was one of the um most famous hip-hop music video directors oh wow yeah that's cool yeah so i, I worked there i i like off and on job i worked oh i remember i did some temp agency stuff that sucked yeah, where, where they send you to different places. Yeah, so that's it was just odd stuff, like whatever I could get. But you're getting better and better at ping, ping pong, better playing, ping playing pong. all these spending a lot of time in ping pong. Got yeah. it. So now when this happens, is this when you go pro? Yeah, because now you know I make this game with them, right? Uh, the game won best sports game of the year. Beat Madden. Beat uh, 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 what was the NBA Live? Beat, really? Oh, kill wow. it! It beat everyone because cool. it was the biggest talk, right? Oh, it's released on Wii. That's probably a big part. No, of no, it. I'm Wii. just looking. It was game was released for Xbox 360, Xbox 360 in May 2006, and then, and then it went on Wii. Yeah, in October 2007. Yeah, this was probably baller on Wii. Yeah, so it was is it, it was the first game, r r real game. I still have it at home actually. Yeah, with X with the same original Xbox 360. By the way, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, so, so yeah. So now I make this game with them, and uh, and I was thinking. You know, and like I said, remember to tell you, I was always a smart kid, always a smart kid. So when I said yes, I said yes with the intention of knowing that it's a possibility that I could get sponsored to play pro. Mm. So I, 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 I rock, the first time I said Rockstar Games, I just thought, oh my God, In. imagine me wearing like yeah. Rockstar stuff. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Right. So I made this game with them, um, worked really hard on it. Um, then um, the mistake I did make though was... I should have told them, yo, put my face in the game. You don't yeah. have to pay me for it. That's why I didn't put my face in the Would game. Would have been free marketing. I, I didn't I didn't know I didn't know anything about this before until like much later on. 
Like I should have told them, you can use my face. You don't have to pay me. Just put it. Right. Like, like that would have been cool, right? Yeah, to have my own that face. Been I mean, there's a black guy in there, but he doesn't look like me. Yeah. But so anyway, um, I I I, I do this game. Um, I do some uh, traveling to promote the game, like go to Japan. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, they, they 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 had they had these parties in this crazy apartment where they would invite different genres of people. So one night would be hip hop night, one night would be tech night, and they would invite people to this apartment to mm. play the game. It was crazy. So I, so I did that, and that's the thing. So you know what, man, I want to play pro for the U.S. team, but I need money to do it. I said, you know what, let me ask Rockstar Games if they would sponsor me. So I said, hey. Um, you need money to play for the U.S. team? Oh, pro? Yeah, for sure. Who's, who's, who's going to pay for you to go to China? Who's but like pay? that's not, when you say U.S. team, are you talking about like the Olympic team or? Well, the U.S. team. So, so when you play in the pro tour, you have to represent someone. Yeah. Yeah. So you, don't, so you represent your country. Yeah. So you represent the U.S. team. And there's not some sort of, I mean, this might be a dumb question, but some sort of like United States Ping Pong Federation that. They're, sponsors their athletes so, so there's a usatt right but they're not gonna pay for every athlete to go play all over the world right, right? that would you have to take, make it that would take an insane amount of money yeah right because think about it if you're playing in 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 um let's say for me i was playing 15 countries a year right that's a lot of money that you have to spend right because you have to pay for airfare you have to pay hotel you have to pay food you have to pay transportation you have to pay entry fee Right. Yeah. So, what the what the association is going to do is they're going to enter you into the competition because you can't enter yourself, right? So I can't say, oh, I'm going to go play German Open and just show up. No, the U.S. Association has to enter you into the competition, mm. right? So they enter you into the competition, then you're responsible to, you know, not, understood. Now, Got if it. if you're number one on the team or you're number one U.S. player, maybe they'll pay for you. But even then, they don't really do it, right? Um, because it's a lot of money. Maybe one or two, maybe the big ones, they will. Um, but, you know, I didn't need that. I just needed them to enter me in the competition. Yeah. That's it. And I, you know, I told to Rockstar, and Rockstar agreed to sponsor me. So that's how I got to travel and play all over the world. For and like what, three what was, years. You were, you were pretty high ranked, no? Yeah, I was, I was pretty good. I, I, I was definitely pretty good. Not, not really ready for... <laughs> The pro level yet? Like I was getting killed. I was getting destroyed mm. in the beginning. In the beginning, because I had a, I had the wrong mindset to begin with anyway. Um, but yeah, but I had the money to do it, and I was come on man, I had the best looking clothes of anyone, bro. <laughs> no one, no one could mess with it, bro. I had Adidas clothes. With Did you have Rockstar. the crazy hairstyles? Yep, crazy hairstyles. Uh, Rockstar, Rockstar logo. Listen, I have, I still have one. I have one thing left because I gave over the years. I've given all the rock star stuff away to like fans, like because you know it, it. It's only one of that, mm. and I'm the only one who has it. No one has it. I you give it away. I give it away, like you know when I was traveling, you know. So oh, can I get your shorts? People mm. ask me, like in China, can I get your shorts? <laughs> okay, so so I'd go and give, I would give them the shorts, but there was only one set of that. It wasn't made for anyone. It was made only for me, right? So I was the only person that had these logos. So just the other day, I found in my house the last living thing from Rockstar Games sponsorship. I found it. It's a blue. It's a blue. You um, better hold on to that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Don't a give last, that away. It's, it's a blue um, kind of like a, a um, 
I don't know, plastic, not plastic, I don't know what kind of material, hoodie mm. with the logo on it. Mm. I found it in the house the other day, and I was like, oh, my God. You got to frame that, bitch. This. Yeah. Um, but, yes, so they paid for me. Um, and throughout the years, just playing in every major country in the world, I've been every, I've been everywhere. Ev- everywhere, you wow. name it. I've been there. On Rockstar Money, just playing, playing ping pong. And, and, I are you, and, and are you soaking in the cultures, it sounds like, when you're going there? Because it, it seems like when you went to Africa, when you went to Germany, you took a lot of joy in seeing how things were different there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, 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 I definitely, um, especially when I found out that they do hip hop outside of America, <laughs> because what the, the fuck? Yeah, because let me tell you, when, when I went, to, so so I used to do a lot of hip hop. Um, used to do a lot of hip hop. Uh, at one point, I wanted to be a rap star, and uh, that didn't work out because the producer that was producing us, um, his kid drowned in uh, oh in God. a pool, and he just like. He, uh, he he was he was he was done with everything, so um, he just left us, and uh, then I was like, "Fuck this! I don't do it no more." Because Holy then, shit. We, we worked really hard, you know. We did some show, a lot of shows, opening up for artists, and didn't work out. So um, I just said, "Forget about it." But then when I went to Germany, I saw kids like freestyle. And I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" In German, and I was like, "Wait, they rap outside of America? No way!" Don't you know, listen to these kids in their German, you know, freaking hygiene, hygiene, hygiene. And I was like, bro. So I, so I would go over there and I would freestyle with them and I would rap. And I was like, oh, snap. You know, and then in Germany is actually where I also got, you know, the will to want to like make music. Mm. And so some, so one of the, the son of the guy I told you about, uh, the famous player, he showed me this program called Hip Hop EJ. Hip Hop EJ. It's, so it, 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 it's a program where you just take like loops and you just put them together. Mm. You kind of make beats out of that. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So I've been making these beats. And um, yeah, man. And and so I, 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 so then since that, I was like, oh wow, they do hip hop outside. So when I would go to different countries, I would always look for where the hip hop was. So mm. it wasn't only about ping pong. So I would go for ping pong and then I would look to see who I could collaborate with or who, oh, I, could, that's cool. who I could meet that did hip hop or where the hip hop clubs. Like I found, listen, I found the craziest underground hip-hop clubs in china yeah i was gonna say on that note sticking with you can stick with the hip-hop angle of it as well but like because table tennis is so big in china like you've said that's like the biggest place you had early exposure to like the rise of china if you will like in the 2000s what were your takeaways being there like what what do you what did you see in the culture how much of like Noticing, because we're going to talk about North Korea in a few minutes, yeah. which is fucking wild. But, like, on China for a minute, like, how much of, like, the CCP culture is kind of within the people or are they afraid of it? Like, versus, like, also how into Western and pop culture they are. Like, what did you notice there pattern-wise? Man, so, like, I noticed they were really into Westerners. Mm-hmm. Like, especially me. Because it was weird. Like, you, you know what... what what would happen like so the way pro tournaments work is that there's a preliminary round which kind of means shit and then one person will advance to the first round which means a lot right um and i would notice that like sometimes i would go to china and they would put me on the tv table so so there's a bunch of tables maybe 16 tables depending how many only one or two 
one or two will have a TV camera that airs to TV. Right. The rest don't. So no one's seeing you play in the preliminary round. And normally in the preliminary round, not every preliminary match, there's only very few that may get on a TV table. Right? So now there's very few that may actually get on a TV table. Here I remember it's like 200 men playing this tournament. Very few get on a TV table. I was having sometimes two TV tables in the preliminary round, which is crazy. Why, why, why? I'm nobody. Because you're the Westerner. Exactly. And because I had a style and character that no one else had. Mm. And I remember one time I actually got upset about it. And I went to the, to the, um, the organization and says, hey, can you please take my match off the TV table? I just played on the TV table. Right, because mm. I was getting my ass beat. Right, <laughs> I don't, I don't, put me on the TV table. I'm getting my ass beat. Right, I, was, I say, hey, can you please take me off the TV table? And then they said, "Why?" They said, "Wally, you are good for TV." <laughs> oh shit! That's, that's, they told me you are good for TV. Uh. Right, and then that's when I figured out, like, I don't have to be the best in the world. No, there's no one like me. I was like the Dennis Rodman of ping pong. I had this crazy mm. hairstyle, had this crazy kind of hip hop swagger that I bring to the sport. You know, yeah, of course I wasn't as good as the best or even close to it, but it didn't matter. The mm. fact is that I could play a sport that I had no business playing to begin with, right? Everyone said, oh, why are you not playing basketball or rapping? <laughs> you know, that's what everybody assumed, right? Yeah. There was no one like me that played this sport. And and I brought this this flair and this energy and this this craziness with the colored hair and and making noise when I went up point. That's it, baby. Let's go. <laughs> you know, people people would were like, oh my god, what the hell? People, some people got scared, man. Listen, mm. I'll tell you a funny story. I played <laughs> one of my first pro tours, right? Um, I remember very well. I played um first German Open, and then right after German Open, I played Dutch Open. Mm. In German Open, I got smashed by everyone. All right, I was so nervous. It was my first tournament. Even I got I had to play some people that I actually trained with in Germany. I actually played against. Mm, where, full circle. Yeah, where where where, where I, I played against them well in practice. And then t- tournament, I started shaking, got killed. Tournament quick. Then we go to uh, Dutch Open in, in Rotterdam, and um, no one knows me yet. No one knows me, but this one, everyone will know me. And uh, first, I play against. Uh, if I remember, I play who did I play first? Was it Russia? And then I play. I played Russia, England, and China. So I think I played England first. Got killed. No, 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 no chance. Beaten badly. Uh, then I played Russia. Got killed. <laughs> beaten badly. No chance. Then I played China, right? And as you know, China is the best of the best of the best of the best. Anyone who's playing, as a matter of fact, forget about if they're playing for China. If they are Chinese, they're good. They, they're good. They're yeah. good. The first thing you do at night before you play the match in the morning, you look at your group. If you see a Chinese name, you're like, damn. <laughs> and before I say this, it's not racist. This is how we say it. This is how it goes. When you see a Chinese, you go, God damn, I got a fucking Chinese. Everyone says it. Every single person. Because you know. If it's they're a good. Chinese person playing and it's a pro level, they're good. They're damn, damn, damn good. So everyone's worried. Everyone's worried. So anyway, I get to play this Chinese player. i never forget his name. His name is Chen Chunji. I would never forget this name. I'll be 90 talking about this. And um, <clears throat> first game, he kills me. Second game, kills me again. Right? And now my friend, who's German 
who I became friends with in Germany. At the time, I think he was number maybe 40 in the world. Uh, his name was Thomas Kyneth, a good friend of mine. And he, he, he's coaching me. And he says, and so I, I used to teach him some, some ghetto stuff because he's very German. And I said, no, when you make a point, you should go, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> I taught him this. When you make a point, just go, boom, 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 boom. So now you got this really German dude when he would make points, he would go, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I taught him that stuff. Right, so he he was a good friend of mine, and um, he told me he said he said Wally, come on, fight, fight, boop 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 boop. Right, so he kind of put me up, and then um, so I I was losing. I think I was losing three zero, and 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 the games is four out of seven, right. four out of seven to eleven points, and I was down three zero already, getting killed on the brink, annihilated. Right? Yeah, and so uh, I go back to the um match and i serve a very fast serve and it's an ace and i go boop 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 that's it baby let's go <laughs> this chinese guy's never seen this in his life <laughs> <laughs> fucking computer Yo, brain is just he's never seen this bro. right now and then i serve the same serve again ace again right and the guy is like and i'm yelling i'm literally yelling you're breaking at up. him like, oh, let's go! <laughs> Yell it out. <laughs> Yo, the guy, the, he didn't know what to do, bro. Guess what? I won that game. And now everyone knew who I was. They was like, wait a minute. Just how from winning the how is this like American that? guy winning a game, right? Then we play another game. We play another one because it's four to seven. I win the next game. Three, two? This is three, two, baby. Three, two against... And here I am, this this American guy who just started playing ping pong, beating a Chinese player, which is people Unheard are like, of. and I'm making the most noise in the hall. And again, remember this is like a hall, huge, yeah, yeah. huge hall, and I'm making so much noise. Everybody's like, you know, all the top players are playing. They're looking, who's this crazy American guy, right? So I'm making all this noise, and then um, the score now is nine six in the sixth game, bro. No, in six eight. No, it's three to it. Yeah, so so nine, so nine six. I'm, I'm, I'm. You're I'm, up in I'm the sixth game. Nine, nine, nine six. Right. Um, so nine six. I'm. I'm sorry. No, no, I made a mistake. It's it's actually I won the first game. So it's three one, three one, nine six, three three one. So I won one game. So it's three so one on the second. So game, on the second though. game. I'm on the fifth game. Fifth yep. game. So three one nine six. So it's nine six. I'm up. Playing to 11. Playing to 11. I should win this game. I think if I win this game, bro, I'm going to take the next game. So I'm pumped up, you know. Yeah, you know, like this. Uh, and then and then um, the Chinese coach calls a timeout. <laughs> calls a timeout. Listen, if a Chinese coach calls a timeout for you, bro, you're doing something right. Yeah. Timeout. Call, timeout. Right? And um, my German friend speaks Chinese fluently. Like, he lived in China a lot of his life. Um, trained in China. She's had always Chinese girlfriends, Chinese wife. And mm. um, the Chinese coach is yelling at the at the Chinese guy, the, the player. And he goes, I never saw this guy from anywhere <laughs> in my life. I've never seen this guy. If you lose to this guy, you'll never play in this country again. <laughs> <laughs> and he's yelling, at, he's yelling at the dude, bro, yelling at him, right? And so then me like an idiot, man. And this should be a lesson to anyone who's listening, who's an athlete or whatever it is you do in your life. If it's not broke, 
don't fix it. Yes. And what I did was I put into my head that I could win this match. Let me calm down now. I lost 11 9. <laughs> mm, lost and the what, edge. Yes, I lost 11 9, bro. 11 9. So the points just. But everyone knew who you were everyone, because of what happened. At that point, it. everyone knew. All the top players, all the top players in the world, everyone knew. And then they wrote an article about me. Um, that was my first article ever um, in, 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 in Rotterdam. In Dutch, they wrote it. I had to get it translated. But it spoke about what's more important. Is it the skill or is it the mental? Mm. Because obviously, I was in this kid's head. I was yes. in his head. It, now, mind you, he's way better than me. Like, I should have no... I shouldn't get, I shouldn't get five points for him at that right. time. Five. I shouldn't even get five. But I was at, managed to win a game and almost take the next game. And it's because I was in his head. I beat him in the mental space, right? Wow. I made him nervous. I made him worry. I made him overthink um, whatever he was thinking. And he almost lost the match. Yeah, so it was crazy. It was crazy. So you're on the map after that, yeah. for sure. So after that, that's and, when everyone knew who I was. And you're traveling around, doing all these pro tournaments. Yeah. At what point do you get it in your head? <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> I'm going to go to North Korea. Because oh, I got to tell you, that thought has not, it's never come in my head. Like, I'm going to go to North Korea. Why, why do you say to yourself, I want to go there? Yeah, so now by this time now... Um, I've been, you know, making some waves in the sport. I'm getting better, you know. And then I realized that, you know what? I don't need to be champion. I changed my mindset of stop trying to beat these guys. They've been playing since three. Mm. You started at 17, bro. Like, you beating them is... Like the top guys. It, yeah, it's it's yeah. unlikely. So so stop. Just be yourself. Go out there and have fun. So I started changing, I started changing my mindset. I said, you know what? Instead of me trying to beat them, let me get five points. Let me start with that. Like, I can't get five points. So I started to focus on five points. Just get five points in one game. If you can get five points in one game, you're the world champion. And this is another way how I became pretty famous in the sport. I would get five points, and I would celebrate like I won the ch world championship. <laughs> but I would lose 4-0. I lost 4-0. I'd be like, what's like, what wrong, the fuck is wrong, wrong with this dude, dude bro? Yeah. Was, but they didn't know. I started making these smaller goals so that mm. I could accomplish. So I went from five points to one game. Let me get five points every game. Let me take one game. I'm the champion of the world. And I believed this shit. I believed it. And so I changed my mindset. So I started getting better and started getting more fame behind it. I uh, started getting more interviews, right? Uh, started doing uh, big events now, you know, where people are like, yeah, you know, we, we want you to come and do our our event, you know, as a ping pong pro, you know, Steve Harvey saying, we want you to come on our show. We want to interview you, you know, all these interviews, all these magazines and stuff. And so, you know, life was getting good as, as a player, right? And so I started to think, you know, what can I do big this year, right? Because now I had this momentum of each year, something big happened, you know, and the year before that, like I said, it was a Steve Harvey show. You know, I, I was doing a charity for ping pong in Virginia Beach. And then I was on their TV show, the Hampton Road show. I was being interviewed on a TV show. Mm. And then uh, Steve's producers saw that TV show and said, oh, we got to have him on the Steve Harvey show. So I did a Steve Harvey show the oh, next, wow. like, couple of days later. So that year was a big year for me. You know, I did this and I did that. And then the next year was coming, what can I do big this year? So I started getting into the mindset of what can I do big this year? And I thought, man, I don't know. Right? So... 
I'm looking to see what tournaments I'm going to play. Okay, Japan, I'll play that. China, I'll play that. Germany, yeah, I'll play that one. Russia, man, play that one. Pyongyang, what? Pyongyang? Wait a minute. Pyongyang's North Korea. And mm. I looked at it and said, no way there's a tournament. No way it's in Pyongyang. Yeah, Pyongyang, North Korea. And I was like, oh my God. Then it clicked immediately. I was like, oh my God, I should go to North Korea to do a diplomacy for world peace. And what we, year is this? This is 2015. Okay. And the reason I got this idea was because, you know, American history is a, a very big American history, which is a historical moment, uh, which is called the ping pong diplomacy, right? In 1971, Richard Nixon was the president. America established relations with China through ping pong. China, really? Yes. China. Oh, is that in Forrest Gump? Yes! yes Forrest no Gump. Shit. That is exactly what Forrest Gump is doing. Yeah. He's playing against the Chinese. And that was part of the diplomacy. A China invited American team to come over to China to play ping pong. Ping pong. So I was thinking, wait a minute. I can do the same thing. I could recreate or create my own history by going to North Korea and doing the same exact thing. So the first thing <laughs> I thought... How much did you know about North Korea? Like as far as like how strict it Wait, was for Westerners before, before I decided or after I decided. Before you decided, I knew nothing. Right, I I just knew North North Korea was bad. like this bad place <laughs> that you don't want to go to. But I thought I thought the whole world would say, "Yeah, let's go as a team." You know, I I thought that I would. Oh, your fellow U.S. guys would. U U.S. Germany, uh, uh, other countries around the world, Japan. I, and I have friends now. Now you mind you, I have friends from all around the world. Right. So I thought that they would think it was a good idea that we should all go as a team and do the policy of world peace. Because you no, know, at this time North Korea was was pretty crazy, right? And um, everyone said you're crazy. <laughs> they were like, you're out of your mind. We're not going to North Korea. You're gonna die there. They're gonna kill you. You're not gonna come back, et cetera, et cetera. So I was like, all right, you know what? If no one wants to go, I'll go by myself. Right, so I called the U.S. team. I says, "Hey, can can you guys enter me into uh, the Pyongyang Open?" And then um, they were like, "Ah, eh, you know, we we don't know if that's a good idea." And I was like, "No, but I really want to go. I I really want to go. Uh, um, just enter me, and I'll I'll make everything happen myself." So um, they entered me. Who's who's <laughs> doing that? Like when you say you you contact the U.S. Federation, like there's someone who's who's the let's let's say the um, the head of um, there, there's a name for it. I can't remember the name. The name changes, but there's someone whose job is to enter the athletes into the tournament. But are they like calling up North no, no, Korea no, no. and no, North no, Korea no, does it? No, no, like, no, no, no. This is all done uh, via online. But North, that's well. This might be a very, very ignorant question, but like, they don't even have access in there. Oh, they have their own access, but not to us to their own stuff. No, so so for example, uh, because it's an ITTF competition, um, okay. there's an ITTF. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you would say it. It's all connected to the International Table Tennis Federation. Remember, uh, sports. When it comes to sports, anyone can go anywhere. Pretty much, if you play for, if you're playing representing a country, so there's a form that 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 you have to fill out. And I think that form, like I've I've actually never even seen the form. I've never seen it because players don't get to see it. It's it's a behind the scenes thing, but I'm sure it comes from the ITTF, right? Okay. So so the initial entry form definitely doesn't come from 
doesn't come from North Korea, comes from the ITTF, which is International Table Tennis Federation, right? Because that's the tournament's governed under them. So no matter where this tournament's at, it's always going to be ITTF mm. that's governing the tournaments. That's the international governing body, right? But I still have to go through North Korea because I have to. All they, all this is, is the entry into the competition, right? But now I have to make a visa to get there. I have mm. to have a contact, right? All these things now are done through North Korea. So I'm getting, you know, a correspondence back and forth uh, with the secretary general who's, yeah, because, you know, once I'm entered into the tournament, I need to make a visa. Like, you can't go there without a visa. Yeah. So how am I going to make that visa? So, As this is starting, though, is this when you start really looking into it? Yeah. Now okay. now I start to, now, now that I'm registered to go and nobody wants to go with me, now I start to take a little bit more serious of... Um, Possible things that can happen that can go wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm very big on that. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very, very big on uh, things that can happen that that may go wrong. I, I had a brief problem years ago in Japan, so I, I research everything now. I research. All right, we'll, we'll table that yeah, one. Yeah. So, off. so um, I'm watching all documentaries. I'm watching everything. And I think that was the same year that that stupid movie came out. I wouldn't say it was stupid. It was actually funny. Oh, the dictator. Yeah, that was two thousand one. It came out, so I, I see that. But but I I, I watch movies. Wait, did that come out? In... Yeah, it was two thousand two thousand one. Two thousand one. We're it? we're in twenty fifteen right now. No, no, it was two thousand one. Uh, when when did it come out? The dictator. Yeah, because you said you went to North Korea in twenty fifteen. Yeah, it's twenty fifteen. Dictator. Wait. Well, the, oh, the dictator is the one with Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. What's the one with fucking with uh, with James Franco? Is that the one you're talking of, where James Franco's in North Korea or whatever? Yeah, I think so. What the? Fuck I think was there was called? one before. The interview. The interview. 2014. Yeah, yeah there we go. Sense. That makes sense. Oh snap! Yeah. So wait a yeah. minute. The dictator is a different one. Yeah, the, the dictator interview. Dictator is 2012. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the interview. The interview. The interview. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's right. That's <laughs> the that's right before. So, so, so that came out, and um, you know, I watched a lot of documentaries. So I knew I knew everything that was that could possibly happen, or everything. What did you learn? That you got to be freaking careful, bro. Like you, 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 you got to do things correct everything you know what does that mean though like, meaning correct. like they're going to ask you questions make sure you know how to answer those questions meaning lie yeah, <laughs> yeah. like know? are they asking you like what do you think of our supreme leader and how, how'd like, you know that how'd you know that well I, i'm assuming like this is these are the obvious ones we no, no, all think but, of but, but that's but that's that's an actual question what do you think about our supreme leader okay. yeah and you got to say like he's great right i said he's all right <laughs> Cause I, you know, I didn't feel like I wanted to lie, so I use slang. I, I always use slang. Like, yeah, he's 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 I, right, you know, because right. that can mean anything, you know. But that's what did I, I did. know. What I no, means, no, 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 no. no, no. They're but, like, what is this I? But yeah, he's a, he's I. Yeah. So, yeah. So the actual, so I, I knew they were gonna ask questions. I knew that, um, I would have no contact. That I knew. What I didn't know was that they would take my passport. Oh, they take your passport oh, hell yeah, when you bro. go there. That's so where do they put it? They they keep it. The hotel keeps it. They they have, oh the hotel yeah, takes you, it. You don't have it. So so like when I talk about a lot of times in my 
some of my viral videos with North, North, North Korea, I'll say that I went to the most dangerous country in the world. Sometimes I say the number one most dangerous country to, ri to rattle people's mind. I like to use English in a weird way. So I'll say I went to the number one most dangerous country in the world. I'm like, ah, oh, it's not that, it's not dangerous. It's not dangerous. Uh, and, and, and I'd say it's very and, dangerous. It's very dangerous. And, and they'll say, oh, other countries are dangerous, like Syria. And, I, and, I'm, I'm, and I'm like, listen, being kidnapped being blown up by bombs is not the only danger in the world. When you don't have access and you can't leave when oh, yeah. you want, that's dangerous. And you get thrown into labor camps or executed if you say one thing wrong about the yeah, leader, you, it's next level. You have to be very, very, and, and it's real. Like, like it's, it's, you, you, ha you have to be careful. Did you talk to people who had been there before you went? No, no. No, I, I don't know. I don't know anyone who's been there. The only person I ever know who's been there is Dennis Rodman, <laughs> and and he's also one of the uh, inspirations for me saying, "Fuck that! I'm gonna go by myself." <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, I'm like, if that guy went, I definitely could go." <laughs> seriously, seriously, that's one of my inspirations for going. But but yeah, um, a lot of research, a, a lot. Uh, so I, I so you know they're gonna ask questions. You didn't know they were gonna take the passport. No, I said. didn't know that. That that was that was uh, shock shocking. I was did like, you know oh, like shit. what they're? You knew you weren't gonna have access to the internet and like yeah. the outside world. But did you know? Did you like what did you see when you first went there? Did you see abject poverty or did you see what they wanted you to see? Nah, you won't you won't see anything. You you you're gonna see what they show you. That's pretty much it. Like so, you know, when I landed. Um, well, how did you get there? That's oh, another yeah, question. That, that's, that's a whole... You, you want to hear that story? Yeah, it's please. pretty crazy. That's why you're here. Let's yeah, do it. All right, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun because okay. this is not out there a lot. This is some... Uh, yeah, it's crazy. All right, so first step, I get contacted, um, welcoming me to coming to North, North Korea. Then they say, okay, you have to go to um, uh, 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 Beijing, and I just came back from Beijing because at this time now I'm pretty good. I'm training in China, right. and I just came back. And so you have to go back to Beijing to get your visa. And I said, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll go to Beijing to go, to go get my visa. So anyway, because um, you can't do it in the U.S. No, Duh. no, no, only Beijing. Wow, only Beijing. And so I go because that's the only place the North Korean embassy is yeah. in Beijing. So I, I I go I fly to Beijing. Um, at this time I I've I've had this. Have you ever seen those one wheel? unicycle things yeah you know started that in this country right no me the one wheel unicycle yep you started it i'm the one who fuck out of here i'm gonna tell you how i started this i brought two back from china before anyone even knew what a hoverboard was any of this stuff this stuff didn't even exist in this country so i found two in china and and somehow i was able to get them back. i don't know how i was able to get it back but I got lucky. I know why too. I had very good status with an airline. I was like global member. Mm. So you know when you're like high status in the airline, they they. What's that like China Airlines or something? No, 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 no. I, I was I was United, and and I brought two two big. Oh, boxes. like are you? Oh, yeah. okay. Two big boxes of the wheel, and and you know what? If, if you even Google this wheel, find any video that's earlier than mine's in this country, you won't find it. Mine is the earliest video. So I brought two back. Those became popular. So. It's so long. It's the time is 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 so long ago that I used to take my wheel, ride it in the airport, and ride it to my gate, pick it up, and check it in. No one can tell you that they've ever done that because they haven't been riding as long as I have. Mm. So I would carry this wheel everywhere I go in the world. It would go with me, just wheel. You know, get in the airport and ride it. So uh, I brought this wheel with me back to China, and um, 
I went to go look for the embassy. And um, as I'm writing to the address that they give me, oh, I, don't want to I, 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 can't, I can't find an entrance to the embassy. So I ride around the whole compound. Because this is the en- embassy because <laughs> there's two soldiers standing yeah, you don't here. look sketchy at all. Yeah, so, so I'm riding around. <laughs> I'm, riding, I'm, I'm riding around the embassy looking for a door, right? And every embassy in the world has a glass door that says "Welcome." And what you do? You, you sure about that? I mean, possibly it should. I mean, everyone I've been to. Yeah, I can think of a few that probably don't. But but you go inside, right? Yeah, right? You, yeah. You, you you know where you can go in. Yes. So. um I couldn't find a door to go in. There's a big metal door. It, it, it looked like something out of some crazy movie. There's a soldier who told me that I can't stand there, so I had to go across the street. So I go across the street, and I called the number that they gave me, right, the contact. And I say, hey, um, as soon as they say, hey, they go, oh, Mr. Green, how does this guy have the number and know it's me? I have no idea, right? And I say, yeah, it's me. He goes, hey, um, where are you? I said, I'm trying to get in, but I cannot find the entrance to get into the embassy he goes oh don't worry i'll be right out <laughs> so i'm standing across the street from the north korean embassy and, and this guy comes out i see him coming out and he comes across the street hey mr green how are you oh i'm fine how are you oh man he he, he goes uh, uh uh welcome to coming to to north korea they don't like to say north korea by they say the way drpk uh, or dprk DPRK. yeah that's they they believe why do they do that because they believe uh there's only one korea they don't believe in North and South. Oh. So it's democratic. It's like the one China thing. Yeah, yeah. It's only one China. Exactly, right. exactly. Yeah. So so he comes out and he goes, hi, thank you, blah, blah. He goes, um, I need your passport. I said, no, what do you mean you need my passport? He goes, he goes yeah, I'm going to take your passport to go make the visa. I said, what do you mean? We're not going to go in? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I will make the visa. I said, bro, I'm not giving you my passport. Are you crazy? And the reason why I didn't give you my passport is because I don't know if you know this, but if you lose your passport, two times in seven years in America, you will not get a passport from the country that you're in, right? So normally if you lose your passport, if you're in China, you go to American embassy, they'll print you a passport, temporary one, and you can use it to get back. Um, if you lose your passport, like I did twice, I'm speaking from experience, I've lost it twice because I didn't think a passport, I thought a passport was just a piece of paper. So I was just losing that shit. <laughs> one time I lost it in New York and the other time, the other time it got stolen in China. And, um, the third time, when I did lose it in China, they would not give me a passport. They said, no, we, we, they said, we can't issue a passport. It has to come from your government. So what they do is they're going to investigate the hell out of you to make sure you're not selling it. But luckily, I have a friend who has some friends in politics, and I was able to get my passport back. But that's another story. So anyway, I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to give this guy my passport because I don't know him. I don't yeah, just, you don't want to risk it. Yeah, and. and what if I lose my passport again? Maybe I can never travel. I, I don't know what it was. So I was like, no, I'm not giving you my passport because I can't afford to give it to you. It, 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 I don't know you. And he was like, no, but this is how we do it. We take the passport. We go in. We come and bring it back. So I took out my phone. I took a picture. <laughs> and the guy freaked out. He was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm taking a picture of you. Why? Well, because if I'm giving you my passport, then this is a picture that I can show the authorities. This is who I gave my passport to in case I don't get it back. If you give my passport, I'll delete the picture. And so then, so, so then he agreed, he took the passport, I got on my wheel, went and rode around, <laughs> <laughs> rode around, right, uh, got some food, came back. Now, I come back, call him, say, hey, um, he, he calls me, he says, oh, passport's, uh, visa's ready. So I come back to the same spot across the street. Now picture this, 
you have a black dude, right, looking like me, you know, with glasses on and maybe crazy hair. Crazy hair. And you have this little Asian dude coming out. We're standing across the street from the uh, North Korean embassy. He's handing me a passport and I'm handing him cash. There's all kinds of wrong signals there. <laughs> the dude's giving me a passport, right? Because I have to pay for the. I, now I have to pay for the yeah. thing. And I'm giving him cash. We hand the, and we and we exchange. They don't take visa. No. Oh, <laughs> that's a whole. Listen, that that's another story. So 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 now this part is done. I have to leave tomorrow because you make the visa today. You got to leave tomorrow, right? To yeah. go to North, to North, North Korea. Korea. Yeah, yeah. It's the day before. Okay. So <clears throat> now. Next day, I have to go to the airport to fly to North Korea. What do you fly on? Uh, so what I did was I chose the North Korean airline. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> do you know North Korean airline has the number one? I know they had airplanes. One, yeah, listen, it's, it's the worst rating of all airlines, number no, one. You don't is, say. Is the North Korean. I wonder why. <laughs> so, so duct tape on the fucking wings? <laughs> so I wanted, I wanted to get the um, the full feel of what it was like to go to North Korea. So I could have took Air China. <laughs> Right? I, I could have took the Chinese airline, but I wanted to take North Korean. So it's called Air Koiro, right? Air Koiro. So, so, so now I have to go buy this ticket for the same minute I'm leaving. So I, I, I go to a smaller airport in Beijing, which I've never been to. This is, the, this is like the kind of, you know, how, how we have actually all our airports are major. Do we have a small airport like in New York? Like maybe... I know less. I might get yelled at for saying this, but you know how like Chicago has O'Hare and it's like the biggest airport ever. Yeah. But then they have like I think it's called Midway. Okay, so let's say Isn't like that small. Yeah, yeah, it's like Midway. So yeah. so is there, is there a smaller airport? I've never been there. No one speaks English in this airport. It's crazy. Like freaking. If you, if you go to you know the the international, everyone speaks English, but right. this one no one. So I'm trying to find the North Korean Airlines. No one knows what I'm talking about. I'm spending just too much time looking for this place. Can't find it. Mind you, it's actually inside so you actually have to go into like past where all the uh you you, ha you have to go through immigration first and then you get mm. to to the uh north korean thing to buy the ticket so it's not outside it's actually inside so i go inside finally find a place and i say hey um here's my visa so they give you a visa and it's a piece of paper it's a piece of paper for a reason so that they can take it back later mm. so, so it's a piece of paper and i go and I say, uh, here's my visa. Um, I want to buy the ticket to go to North 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 Korea, and I give it to them. And then they told me it was like three hundred something. And they're then, looking at you like you're fucking crazy. Yeah, they, they're kind of <laughs> looking at you weird. And and then and then I take out my card, and they go, oh, sorry, sorry, no card. What, what, what do you mean no card? It's like, oh, cash only. What? I, I said. Where do you? I said I've traveled the entire world. I've never bought a ticket with cash in my life ever. Like, is that even? Well, you're legal? in North Korea now, bitch. So, so they're like, <laughs> so they're like, no, cash only. So now I got to go back out, go to the ATM, and take out 340 US dollars in RMB, which is Chinese money. Mm. So now I got to take a bunch of money out. My bank's like flipping out. What the hell's going on? This guy's like trying, you know, what's going on with his account? And I go back and I pay them in cash, right? Now, they give you a receipt that has a number on it. They didn't give me a boarding pass, right? So, oh, wait, even better. No boarding pass and no return ticket. Oh, that's <laughs> How you like that, yeah. right? So, so I go I'm to, out at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gone. Yo. I'm on the first flight back to fucking New York. Yo, so, so I go to him and I says, um, where's the 
boarding path. Oh, you don't need it. No boarding. Someone's going to take you to your seat. Huh. Right? So someone will escort you. And I say, okay, how about when I want to come back? And they say, oh, it's okay. You're not coming back. <laughs> so, so, so they said, your, your guide, and I didn't know what, I, I knew what a guide was. A guide was someone who was going to, you know, kind of like help you. It's like your babysitter. You knew what it was? I knew what, I knew what it was. Okay. It's like your babysitter. So, so when you get there, you have one. You have a guide. Yeah. And, and, and they said, your guide, when you're ready to come back, you tell your guide, your guide will make the, the, the ticket. Well, well, actually make, make the, 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 the reservation. So anytime a non-North Korean comes into the country, they have a guide. Yeah, yeah, you have a guide. That person is your babysitter. You cannot go anywhere, do anything without that person. That person will escort you to where you need to go, take you to where you need to go. And God damn. And that's the person that's going to report back to the government. Right. Each person that is a guide is the elite, and they work directly for the government. Mm. So everything you say... They're going back. Go so, yeah, the so that's why I say you have to be very careful what you say because it will go back. So anyway, um, I was like, "That's that's crazy." We, do, you know, there's no come, there's no ticket to come back. It, it's it's mad. But I really wanted to go, and so I took their word. I took their word that um, that uh, I would be able to tell my guy would come back, and I was just excited to go to North Korea. You know, no one's been in North Korea, so I was like, I, I really want to go. So they they escort me. They come, they, they escort me to my seat. And when I was going to sit down, I noticed that everyone had these pins, these little pins. Like everyone wore a pin. Everyone. Like the passengers. Yeah. They all wore these pins. Even the staff. And I was like, oh man, these pins are cool. Like a, like a regular, you mean like, like something you just put like, on your yeah, suit? Like, 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 you know how the other president of the country. Yeah, the lapel. The, was the, yeah. The, the, the flag. Yeah, it's the lapel. Well, yeah. they all had pins. And in the pins were pictures. And the pictures were of the Supreme Leader or the Supreme Leader and his dad or the Supreme Leader, his dad, and his dad's dad. The grandpa. The grandpa, yeah. right? And everyone had one. Everyone had a pin. And I was looking and I was like, man, I want one of these pins. <laughs> right? I was like, you know, everyone has one. I don't have one. Everyone has one. <laughs> and, and, and only people who didn't have one also were Chinese who were mm. flying there. And I was like, oh, man, I want one. So there was this stewardess, right? And, and I, I talk about this in my daily news article. There was this stewardess. She was pretty hot, right? And, and she looked so sweet and nice. And I thought, oh, man, this is a great airline. The seats, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the seats are nice. You know, it's clean. There's hot stewardess. Like, it's cool. This is, this is, this is you know, North, North Korea is not that bad. <laughs> Until I asked her for a pin. Oh, what'd she so, do? So I, I saw the pin. I was like, hey. Um, she came smiling. Oh, can I have that? She gave me the dirtiest look I ever got and just walked away. Didn't even, like, uh-oh. And I was like, what the hell? And I didn't realize how important those pins were until until later. So, oh, so they're like an official thing. Yeah. Like, you can't lose that. Like, you cannot lose that. You'd be in, it, it'd be a serious problem. Like, that everyone, every citizen has to wear that. You have to wear it. There's not one person I saw in North Korea, they did not have it on. Like every citizen has to wear it. Oh my god! Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty intense. So now we get to you know I get to North Korea, and I'm you know I'm pretty excited. As soon as I come down the escalator, it says "Welcome to Pyongyang," and there's my guide. And, oh. Um, and um, they purposely and I and were I, you told at this point you were gonna have the guide? 
No, I knew her. I knew, I, yeah, you told knew, me but the, had yeah. they? Okay. Oh, I didn't know when she was going to show up. I didn't even know she was going to be a she. But she happened to be a she, and she happened to be pretty hot. And you know why. Oh, they want to trap you. Oh, yeah. They, they so, want you to so try that. So they know everything about you before you go there. How? I don't know, bro. I, I, I don't know, but they do. They, 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 no one goes, listen, no one goes into North Korea without them knowing who you are. They might search your social media. Social media for sure, because when I came back, I'll tell you the story later, when I came back, my social media was acting crazy. So 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 they searched everything and, and, and they knew that I was into Asian chicks. <laughs> and they knew this, right? Because they probably think planted of, the fucking stewardess too. Listen, maybe, right? <laughs> listen, think about it. Why my guide now there's a lot of athletes there who were not from North Korea, from Syria. How come my dudes? guide was like the hottest? Yeah. Like by far. Yeah. Like she looked like a model. Like a model. And 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 uh, you know, I, I get it. I see this guy's like, oh snap, man, <laughs> what's going on, bro? I'm like, yeah, this is, this is looking good. And I'm like, and in my mind, I'm like, man, North Korea is not this bad. Come on, this, <laughs> this, this. I mean, okay, you know, I had Great a little, country. I had a little issues, but come on, look at this. So, so I get this guy. She introduces herself to me. Um, tells me that she's my guide. Uh, they take all my shit, you know, computer, you know, phone. Where they put it? They they. they they, they they do something with it. They I guess they check it they, to make sure because there's certain things that you're not supposed to bring. You can't bring books, can't bring music. Um, so so they they check it. I don't See, know what they do. Yeah, you can, you basically can't bring your phone. Yeah, well, no, you can bring your phone. You can bring your phone, but it has music on it. It has, it has books. I think on they it. search. I think they search. They they. I don't know what they do, but they take it from you. They, they took my computer. They took my phone. They took it from me for a little bit. Before I left, and then they delete all that stuff off there. No, 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 no. They gave they gave it back. I mean, I didn't have music on my stuff anyway, and I, I, I don't have books on my phone anyway. But they gave it back. They they, they gave it back. I, I don't mm. know. I don't know what they did with it. And you never know what they're really doing with it. I mean, it's technology, and so they gave it back. So I have my computer, I have my phone, um, because my phone is where I have all the footage of everything I did every day. I filmed every single thing. Oh yeah, I'm doing you a doc film. Oh yeah, I'm doing a documentary about it now. You were allowed to film. Yeah, so you can film. So being not allowed to film is a misconception. You can film anywhere they take you, but you cannot walk out of that place and go film on your own, because then you'll be into some serious. So I have I have footage of every single thing I did every single day. Um, but anyway, I meet the guide and uh, she introduced herself to me. I'm like, oh, she's hot. Um, she speak good English. Mm, it's okay. It's okay. okay. But it didn't matter because she was hot. So it was like, <laughs> it didn't matter. It was like, yeah. But I knew I knew not to try to like, you know, push up on her. Yeah, because uh, yeah. if you go yeah. for that. Exactly. You might be in big trouble. So so, so I was a good boy. I was, I was a good boy. And, um, you know, she, she and two other guys uh, took me to the hotel. So we got to the hotel. I saw the hotel. I looked up. It was amazing. Everything looked amazing. Driving through the city was a little strange. Cause you didn't really see a lot of people. Um, it looked, it looked like one color, like it, it, it looked it looked weird. There was one huge black hotel. It was all black, very tall. But I, but I I, re I I heard about this in the documentary. It's, it's not real. It's just for looks. And then as you drive through, you drive through all these sort of like huge buildings. Mm. I have this on video too. Huge buildings that are for sports so you know in america we have buildings that 
we use for different things, right? We have Maywood's building can be can have basketball, wrestling. Right. They had a building for each sport, a huge building, mm. and it would have the sport of it: basketball, boom, huge building; tennis, boom, huge building; swimming, huge building. And you see all these buildings in a row as you went by, and the buildings. Um, I don't know if they actually use them. <laughs> I don't know what it is, um, but they are definitely meant to make you feel like wow. You know, because I was like, wow, this is incredible, right? Um, then they bring you to the hotel. And like I said, the hotel looked really amazing. Uh, they charge you premium dollar for this hotel, mind you. And um, then they took my passport. And I was like... At the hotel? Yeah, and I was like, um, I don't get my passport. And they said, oh, we have to hold it. And then... That was when the reality sunk in. Sunk in. Reality didn't really sunk in, sink in that bad. Even with all the craziness with the, you know, the visa and not and not getting a boarding pass. But once they took my passport, then at that point, in my mind, I was like, "Problem, yeah, you, you, you are really here now. Like this is real." And I was like, "All right." So I never passport. I couldn't contact anyone. How long were you planning on being there again? Originally, I was supposed to be there for about seven days. Okay, um, but I got out early. <laughs> but um, so anyway, um, after that, now it's time to practice. You know, to to get ready for the tournament. And um, I practice. <laughs> I practice with the North Korean team. It was so crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy because remember how they react to you. Yeah. So there was no Westerners for me to practice with. It was no team. There was nobody. Right, I don't know anyone from Syria. I didn't know anyone from Vietnam. Right, and so uh, they they say, "Oh, you can practice with the North Korean team." Okay, so, <laughs> all right. So what I go, could possibly go wrong? The dude's looking at me like I was crazy. He was looking at me like I was crazy. Like he was looking at me like I was really crazy. And so, um, but once he saw me play, he was surprised. Right. So the sport broke the barriers down that he had because. In the beginning, he didn't look friendly at all. He, he, but then once he saw I could actually play, then it kind of like was like, okay, mm. maybe he's cool because I could play. And where are you guys practicing? Oh, in the training hall. There's a training Got hall. It. So, so my every day was from my hotel to the training hall to the tournament hall to the training hall to my hotel. Hotel, training hall, tournament hall, training hall, hotel. Is the guy just sitting there at yep. each place? The guy comes to pick me up every single day. And sits there, waits for me to finish, then brings me back. And mm. so, practice with this uh, North, the North Korean it was pretty fun. You know, it was cool. Then, then I asked him to take a picture after, and I have the picture, and he's, he's just like, um, you didn't. But you didn't really have any real conversation with him. You just practiced. Nah, he can't speak English. Yeah, there's, there's so, like, but so, there's no translator there or anything. No, no, there's, there's no, there, there's no. You so. You're not allowed to conversate with North Korean citizens. I don't know if you know that. No, like, I didn't know. Like you're not allowed to. So, for example, um, while I was there in the hotel, there was a girl right across from me from, was she from England? So my career she was from. I was wondering what the hell she was doing in North Korea. And she said that she applied for this, this, this job to teach English. And she said she didn't think she was going to get it, but she wound up getting it. Oh, my God. So she teaches English there. And, and I was like, oh, how is that? She said... <laughs> in a very low voice because they're listening to you. It's pretty crazy. She's, she says that when she goes to teach, they, the guide brings her, sits there for the whole lesson. She's watched. As soon as she finished the lesson, she's taken out. 
So there is no fraternizing with the oh my God. with the people that you with the kids. It's so like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 it's not like you know in every other normal school what happens right after after the class some kids come up to the teacher and you talk. It doesn't None exist. No, immediately she says as soon as lesson's over. Immediately, she comes, there is no talking. There is no talking with the kids. You teach, and that's it. And so that's why you don't get to talk to normal North Koreans. You, you won't have the opportunity to, right? Because everyone I'm talking to, even if it's a North Korean, is an athlete or part of the government. But a normal person, you you, you will never have a chance. Never, never, never. So, um, you know, this is my everyday life. And then, uh, but there is one crazy thing that happens. Um, now I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable, right? Because I've been there, it was like a couple two, days, like two days now. Yeah. And now I'm ready to, you know, not really start trouble, but I like to see how far I can get. It's just something <laughs> I like to do when I travel. Um, Put it, your hand on the coffee yeah, but, till it burns. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So um, I had never met brainwashed people in my life like someone who's like really truly 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 brainwashed. i never met and i wanted to see the extent to what to how they, you know like how much brainwashed are you really like is or is it our media which always says all kinds of crazy things right. about the world it's not true like i want to know myself just for me so i started a conversation with my guide and um the conversation started like this i said hey um you guys really hate westerners but why do you like me right now i don't know if they like me mm, but the reason i'm saying why you don't like yeah. me is to diffuse yes. any kind of idea that i'm starting anything so i'm being really smart about what i'm doing and she goes no we don't hate westerners we just don't want western influence we want the pure mm. korean culture and of course, I want to get deeper, so I I agree, and I say, yeah, you know, I agree with you. You know, us Westerners, we mess everything up. <laughs> you know, I, I'm trying to get on a good side. Yeah. And then I say, but in order for any country to get to that next level, you need the influence of other countries, other surrounding countries, Western countries, all countries. And she said, that's not true. I said, no, it is true. I said, look at every major country in the world. They have influence from the world. And she says, that's not true. Everything in our country was done by our great leader mm. and this and this and that. And I said, yeah, but, you know, your great leader has Western influence. Now I'm going into the yellow. You said <laughs> oh, that? Oh, it, it, it gets better. It gets better. It gets better. So How did she look at you when you said that? She gave me this look. She says, that's not true. Immediately. I said, yeah, it's true. I, I, I said, I said, your great... I said, your great leader, speak, first of all, your great leader speaks English very well. And your great leader loves basketball. You know what she says? Basketball created by our great leader. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Listen. When I tell you oh. I held in this laughter <sighs> so hard, I, I, I had to hold it in because if I would have laughed, I'd probably been arrested. <laughs> I hold it in and, and, and I had to move on to the next question because when she said that, I, I, you know, in my mind, I was like, yeah, you are brainwashed. Because common sense would say your great leader is what, 28? Basketball was around forever. When he created basketball, he was like nine, six. Like, it, it doesn't even make sense. So I left that question alone and I moved on to another one, right? I'm in the yellow now. And, and I said, okay, 
Okay. Do you know that your great leader studied outside of North Korea? Now, bro, now I'm in like a bright red, right? And she goes, that is not true. And now I'm getting kind of pissed off a little bit. Because I tell you, I tell you, remember we had the conversation before? I said, I get pissed off when people tell me I can't do shit when I'm wrong and I know I'm right. right. Like I get pissed. Keep your wits here. So now I'm forgetting the whole purpose and I'm getting pissed off. And, And I'm like, this is true. I'm like, the whole world knows this. I say he studied in Switzerland, <laughs> bro. Do you even know what that is? Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. But I, I I said study in Switzerland, and then she goes, "That is not true." And I go, "Oh my god, yeah, you know what? You're so right." <laughs> oh man, I made a mistake. That was the Cuban president. I'm so sorry. Oh my uh, god, because when she the way she said that is not true, she was gonna report. I just ass. saw twenty years. Hard labor for corrupting <laughs> the minds of the citizens. I just sort flash right. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's it's like the crime, corrupt, yeah, corrupting corrupt. the minds. So, so yeah, and I, I just saw, I, I saw it flash like right in front of my face, like just flash, and I got myself out of that shit so fast. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. The it Cuban. was the Cuban president. I didn't even know who the Cuban president was, bro. <laughs> Yo, and I threw it out there, bro, and, and ended that conversation real quick. And how did her? Did her like? That's, she laughed. That's another thing. She laughed. Yeah, she. When I said the Cuban president, she kind of like smiled, like 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 because I was I was looking for that smile because I was really worried. At See, this that's point. interesting. That yeah, humans, no matter what, have certain emotions yes. that even in the oddest of spots they can feel because you don't just. You know, a fake smile can happen, but, like, you can't fake smile if you don't really know how to smile. Yes, right? thank so, you. So she knew to, like, th- this is something that in her brainwashed ass, like, she found funny for real. Yes. And so it was, th- so, like, you see how, like, even when you're brainwashed, you can still feel, and you don't have access to other humans around the world and what they think and feel, meaning, like, no impetus for it and your life is kind of miserable but it's the only life you really know you can still feel real emotions like you and i do that's bizarre that's yeah and and that's gonna bring us to the next part of this okay right exactly it's crazy you just hit it on the nail so hard right so after all of this now you know i get to play against the north koreans now mind you i went to north korea without a plan how do you do a diplomacy for world peace? I don't know. I'm a kid from the projects. <laughs> how do you do it? I don't we'll know. figure it out when we get there. Exactly. I thought I would figure it out when I get there. I thought it was something that I was passionate about that if I really believed it was going to happen, it would manifest itself. It would find a way that it would show me the lights would open up and I'd be like, yo, that's how you do it. Right? I had no idea if I was going to do it. But I got to play against a North Korean opponent. Now, I could have played against a Chinese and a Syrian and... I would have just say, hey, I went to North Korea. And that was it. Um, but I did get to play against a North Korean. And this is official. This isn't the training. Yeah, this no, is, this, this full is a match. And, you in know, one of those buildings you were saying? Like one of those in, main in, sports in, buildings? In, 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 the, in the table tennis hall where God. they have the, the pro tournament. How big? Like how many people uh, in the 5, stands? 5,000 people. Oh, shit. Wow. All, all North Korean. And all. we have this on video. Yeah. Because you were taking your own yeah, video. Yeah, exactly. You were exactly. To. So I'll put that in the it's, corner of the screen. It, it, it's one of my viral videos, actually, is, 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 is this. Yeah. So um, as I'm walking out to play this North Korean, um, me and him were walking out together with the two umpires. And people are looking at me like I am crazy. Like you could feel it. Like when you walk out and 5,000 people look at you, you know. 
And if you walk out and one person looks at you, you don't know. But if everyone looks at you, you can feel it. You can see everyone's eyes. But they had seen, the, I, I mean, to be like very basic about yeah. it. They had at least like all seen a black person before now because Rodman had been all over state TV, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so they're like, oh, wow. So they're probably you like, know. who the hell is this black but person? But they know. Okay. This? You can remember, I got lined. And I think when Dennis Rodman went, I, I don't remember if his hair was done the Dennis Rodman style. I don't believe it was, was. but I'll pull it up. Yeah. Right, say? because you remember, I had all kinds of lines in my head, like designs. And listen, you would not be surprised how, I don't know if you call it ignorance or just not knowing. I've been asked before, before, was I born like that? Mm. Yes. So if people don't know, they just don't know. And I'm, I'm pulling up a picture behind me, by the way, of Rodman. Every picture you see of oh, him, yeah, he's wearing the hat. Yeah, see, yeah. So they didn't even see the hair. Yeah. So we can't, I can't really tell if he had something going on up yeah, top, but he's literally got a hat in every Oh, man. Picture. So I must have been, so now this sheds more light. I must have been real crazy to them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I have my hair the way it is now, you know, bleach with crazy designs <laughs> in it. And it might have been a color. I have to go back and look at the video. It might have been a color. I, I I don't remember if it was a color or not, or if it was just bleached. But yeah, man. I'm going to try to pull it up while you're doing this, you oh, in oh, North yeah. Korea. There's Is that there. it right yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the picture with the kid? Oh, that's the dude, bro. Look at his face. And you got the full bleached hair. Yeah, I'll put yeah. that in the corner of the screen. Yeah, yeah. Yo, you see his face. See, bro. he didn't know what to do there. No, you can Whereas tell. Whereas your girl knew to smile when she felt something was yeah, funny. Yeah, exactly. But right here, he's like, I don't even know what's going on. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No body language That whatsoever. was my practice partner. Wow. Wow. Like okay. nobody language. So so you go into this stadium, you're playing against I get a to new play guy, this guy. Some other North Everyone's Korean. looking at me and you hear these murmurs. Like, I don't know what they call them. Like this. Just, and if 5,000 people do this, it's crazy. It is the most craziest feeling. So I'm looking up. And in my mind, all kinds of movies are playing out. Like, suppose everyone just came and just wanted to attack, kill the American. Like, I would be so dead. There's no way I could escape this. All kinds of things are going through my head. So so we, we, we get to the table. Um, we inspect each other's paddles because you have to check the paddles, you know, to see what kind of rubbers each one uses. Mm. And um, after that, um, we start to play. And now I go into fight mode. Now now the brain's changed. The mindset's changed. I'm no longer worried about the 5,000 North Korean people. I'm, I'm about to kick this guy's butt. I'm going to kick his ass. Let's go. And so the first point, I make it. Second point, I make it. Every time I made a point, there was something... Mm, like in the stands. Yeah. Like this. Like just just horrible. Like just really eerie. Like just weird. And sound. you're not being yourself yet. You're just kind of I'm like, not even I'm not even loud yet, bro. Yeah. I'm not even like loud. I'm I'm just playing. Right? And then, every point. Every point. Right? And I'm like, damn. This is weird. And I'm like, all right. So then he makes a point and they start clapping, but very loudly. Now, mm. mind you, there's other matches going on at the same time, right? But every person is watching my match. Everybody's on me. And um, he made another point, and it got loud, really loud, to where they were cheering. Made another point, loud. And every time he made a point, it got so loud to where I couldn't concentrate. So they weren't clapping for him. They were clapping against me. Mm. It's different. There's a difference. Mm. It's a difference That's when you... Interesting. Right. It's, it's, it's different when you're just clapping for your guy to win than when you're actually clapping against someone and letting them know that 
you're not supposed Fuck to wear you. you're not supposed yeah you're not supposed yeah. to be here. and so they did it so much to where I start to get upset. I start to get pissed. Now I'm starting to get pissed off, and I'm starting to get angry because I can't. I can't concentrate. It's just so loud. I, 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 it's so loud, and I've never been in that situation before. Usually, I'm always the underdog, right? So no one's clapping against me. No one. No one. Right. No one in the world is clapping against me. Maybe I go to China. I go to China playing against the Chinese. The Chinese people are clapping for me because they know <laughs> I got no chance, right? They're clapping for me. So I never. I, I never had this experience where I was like hated. That no one. And and so anyway, um, you know, I get upset. I'm, I'm upset, and I'm in my head now. And I look up, right? And I really want to just like freaking curse everyone out. I'm like, fuck all of you, and and shut the fuck up. They I, wouldn't know what you said. Yeah, <laughs> but I really wanted to say like, shut the fuck up, because that that's my favorite word. Shut the fuck up. Um, but I look, but I, I thought, and like I said, you know, I always have that guy on my shoulder. And, and I thought, well, you know what? Don't don't forget your purpose. Don't forget why you're here, mm. right? Don't forget, you know. And I thought about it. Yeah, you know that that if I did that, that would just solidify what they think about Americans that we're evil, we 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 animals, we should be killed, you know, we 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 the devil, and this is what they're taught. And so I just looked up and I smiled. <laughs> I don't even know where the smile came from. I just because I don't smile a lot. I looked up and I smiled. And when I smiled, I noticed that. There's a different tone immediately. Like there's a little bit of like a chuckle. It didn't sound like that mm sound. I was so like, they recognized that. And I was right like, away. oh, this is interesting. Hmm. So then I was like, Wally, this is where it's gonna happen. Your diplomacy world peace is happening right now. Right now. You need to focus on the crowd because that's who you have right now. So then I would play, I would look up, and I would smile. Guess what? They would smile. And I was like, oh, no shit. shit. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, people are smiling. Right? And then I would laugh and they would laugh. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. So I was like, oh man, this is it. So I, I play now for the crowd. So then when I did make a power, I would go, yeah! <laughs> right? And, and, and they would laugh, right? A little bit. You hear little chuckles. Of course, when you made a point, they would clap louder. Um, to the point where towards the end, you know, I would make a few points and people would clap a little bit, right? Ooh. And this is a group of people that, that hated me when I first came in. Right, and so then at the end of the match, I wind up losing uh, to the North Korean opponent. And you have to shake hands after every match. It's sport etiquette. Even if you hate the person, it doesn't matter, right? You shake hands. Um, so when people don't want to shake your hand, what they do is that they put their hand out and they leave their body back. Right. So it's kind of like this. Away. It's yeah. almost like the body doesn't want. To, it's almost like I'm shaking your hand, but I'm not really a part of this handshake. And he tried to do that to me. He put his hand out to kind of like touch my fingers. And I grabbed him by his arm, pulled him in, and gave him a bear hug. Oh <laughs> shit. Yo, gave a North Korean kid a bear hug, but he's probably never been hugged in his life. What, Get, what did his body feel like? Yo, like freaking yo, out? It's it, so, so at the beginning is really funny. So I tell you, I'm recording this, right? I'm recording yeah, this. Yeah, you have the camera. So my camera's behind me, facing his face. Now, I didn't see the face until later, but um, I'm gonna tell you what happened. I held him, and when I held him, his face was confused at first. Then guess what? He smiled, right? Mm -hmm. Now, like you said, you just mentioned before, you can't fake that. No. That's a human emotion. He smiled because he probably enjoyed the hug that this crazy black dude with yellow hair gave him. Because if he was scared, his face would have stayed the same. But his face was first like this, and then he smiles, 
right? And that's and he smart. probably got hung later for it. But <laughs> yo, listen, listen, listen. Shouldn't be laughing, but Christ, this, listen. This video went went viral, and uh, that's the number one. <laughs> that's the number one comment. It's like you just sent this to guy. Yeah, death. yeah, this dude's done, <laughs> right? So, but but yeah, but he smiled, right? And 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 I thought, man, you know, if I went all the way to North Korea just to get that smile. Just that one smile was worth it. All those people who saw the hug, they even cheered. They clapped and they cheered for the hug, right? Oh, all the fans. Yeah, did. yeah, 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 that. yeah. So, so that means that they're they're human, just just like us, and there are emotions that even the government can't control. Because I'm one hundred percent sure that if he had a chance to think about whether he was going to smile or not. He probably would not have smiled. Sure, but it's a reaction. But it's a reaction. Yeah. It's a human emotion. You can't control it. So for me, the the diplomacy for world peace of what I did is a success. Because a lot of people say a lot of people wow. say this. A lot of people go, Oh, you know, one person can't make a difference. One person can change the world. And I say, I agree with you. It's not our job to make it's not our job to change the world. You can't change what doesn't want to be changed, but it's our job to plant the seed. That's what our job is. We, I can't change him, but what I can do is put some scenarios in front of him to make him think. So by planting the seed, by giving him that hug, you know, for the rest of his life, he's, listen, he will never, those people, 5,000 people and him will never forget that hug. It's never going to be forgotten. There's no way you forget something like that, right? So if years down the line, the government says, yeah, you know, all Americans are evil and they're bad. And it's not this one. Exactly. People are going to remember you. Hey, you know what? I remember this, this crazy guy with yellow hair that, that, that came. And even though he lost the match, because I lost in defeat, he still hugged our guy and showed respect. So that's the seed that you plant that hopefully in the future that creates change. It's a true Tupac Shakur way of looking at it. Yeah, man. I'm yeah. not saying I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee I'll spark the mind of Ex will. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I wasn't even thinking about that, but yeah. Spot but, on. But man, it was, it, was, it, was, it was incredible. Like, it was just incredible. And then when I saw that smile, because I didn't see the smile until much later. I didn't check the footage. What did it feel? Because, yeah, you see it on the footage from the yeah. other side later. But yeah. what did it... First of all, how long were you bear hugging him? Like five seconds? Yeah, like five seconds maybe. Like, what did it feel like? Was at it first, like dead fish yeah, body? Yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. Did you feel him start to? No, no. At first, he was like, I, you could tell. Like, it, it was like you said with the picture. He didn't know if he wanted to be hugged or not. Right. Like that's what I felt. Like, like he wasn't like pushing away, but he also wasn't coming in. Mm -hmm. Right. It was like it was like that middle. Like like, like you said. Like. He didn't know if he wanted to be. But then at some point then he committed. you can see he kind of committed, right? Mm. And he smiled. And That's that was cool. like, oh my God. That was, like, like when I saw that footage, when I got back to, when I got back, I, I, I don't think I saw the footage until I got back to America. And I saw it and I was like, holy shit, he smiled. I was like, "That's crazy. And I was like, oh my God. That's and that was the only amazing. match you played? I, I played against China. In China. Oh, you... I, I played China first. So I played in North Korea. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I played against China first, and, and then, then I played, played against the, the North Korean guy. And, wow. and and I'm sure that was set up. I I I I, I don't I'm, know. Could have been. Yeah, 100%. I I'm sure that being the only Westerner, they're not gonna put me against Syria and Vietnam. They mm. have to put me against a North Korean. And the reason why is is because they always want to make to their people. 
that they're the greatest. Right. Like, I don't know if you remember the soccer thing. The soccer. You remember the soccer thing? The Brazil thing? You don't know about the soccer thing? So apparently, Refresh my ma- so apparently like they played the World familiar. Cup. They scored the first goal. And then they said, yeah, you see, we defeated the greatest country ever. But they got annihilated. Oh, right. They got destroyed. I think it was like 10-1 or 8-1. <laughs> but they did score the first goal, though. <laughs> that's where the game ended. And that's where the game ended. <laughs> so so, so they always have the need to, to uh, um, show that they're powerful. And that's why if, if an American gets detained, the only way you come out of North Korea is if some... Body who's high in political world comes to get you. Yes, because right? they have to show legitimacy. No? And they have to say, you see, the great, uh, this leader of blah, 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 came all the way. The great to- Dennis Rodman came here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give but him yeah, a Nobel man. Peace Prize. Let's Serious, be honest. Seriously, man. Christ, that is, this is such a. It's crazy. You really live something. Forget the ping pong aspect of it. Like, even without that, you live something that so few people at least in the Western world, ever will, or frankly, ever want to. I mean, right. I, I, I'm curious <laughs> about it. Like, if I could teleport there, you know, without anyone knowing and just take a look for a while, <laughs> I'd back. do it. Yeah. But, like, I have less than zero interest in ever fucking going there, right, as right, things right. stand right now. Right. And yet you spent four days there, and, and like you said, you were training, and then what day? Like, day three, are you playing the matches? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Okay, so then the fourth day, what are you doing before you uh, leave? Actually, I think it's five days I stayed there. Okay. Because uh, day three played, uh, day four uh, was kind of like... That 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 was the day I decided I wanted to go back. So day why four, did you decide you wanted to go back? Um, Just, you were because like, I lost already. I was out of the tournament. <laughs> um, they asked me if I wanted to go on a tour, and and I didn't want to do the tour because the tour why would not? just it would just make me angry. Because uh, um, I, I saw the documentaries, and the tour is going to places that are doing a lot of American bashing, and 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 I I, I would I would definitely probably get myself arrested so i i could call i stayed away from any kind of tour stuff how, so much, I, how much did you see then outside the hotel and the, and the places like, like on the way going to the places you see and stuff, what did like, you see like you see i saw very few people i didn't see like a lot of people i didn't feel like it was like new york city or, or like it, it was kind of like in the morning there's a video i have where i video the morning is not one car on the road. Bro. Yeah, man. It's nothing. You know what I would think from nothing. the total outside, the way I kind of imagine it on how it's explained? It's almost like the Truman Show. Yeah. Like they have, there's a few bit characters who are there to just kind of like act like they're there for real, but they're really not. And yes. it's just empty streets that look a certain way and everyone lives behind them. And now this is different than the Truman Show, but everyone lives behind them and fucking less than slums. Yo, listen, listen. Uh, I'll tell you one more story I forgot to tell you. So, oh, yeah. And this is what led me to want to leave. So I told my guy, I said, listen, I've been here a couple of days already. Can we go outside? Like, outside. Across the street was like a beautiful park, big park. You know, and when someone says they want to go outside, I mean, I guess common sense says I want to go to the park. It's like right there. And she says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we can go outside tomorrow. Okay, cool. So tomorrow comes morning i eat breakfast she picks me up and uh we go downstairs then we go outside of the hotel like like where the cars pull in and then she just gets on the phone and starts talking i'm like i'm looking at her like what's going on (laughs) and then then she's good 10 minutes just talking and i'm like just 
we'll just go do it. And then I say, hey, um, can we go to the park? Cross street? She goes, oh, oh, sorry. It's forbidden. What do you to mean? Go to the park. Yeah, what do you mean it's forbidden? Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's forbidden. You can't go. Yeah, so I was not even allowed to go with her to the park. And I wonder what's there. No, I, I know why. I know why. So, like I said before, they don't want citizens and any Westerner conversating. All the people mm. that you conversate with are the elite. They're trained to talk to you in a certain way. They're trained to ask you questions in a certain way. They don't want you to 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 influence. They don't want you to yes. influence any of the citizens, right? If I go across the street to the park, there's a possibility that a citizen could be there. There's a possibility that I could look at them, possibly I could smile at them, maybe try to talk to them. Like not in the right. Even Even just my presence would be an influence, right? right? Because they would see me, they would see that I tried to talk to them or I tried to reach out to them or I smiled to them. That's an influence, right? And they're not trained for that. So that's 100% why uh, we couldn't go to the park because it's a park. And we just stayed downstairs and then I decided, and even when I wanted to leave, uh, I told her, I was like, I want to leave tomorrow. <laughs> really, like tomorrow. And then she was like, oh, and then, so I almost got, almost got upset again. And I was like, oh, I, no. I want to leave tomorrow. And then she goes, oh, uh, I, I don't think, I, I don't think it's possible tomorrow. I said, no, it's possible tomorrow. Because I asked them. Now I'm getting, because I tell you, when people tell me I can't do shit, yeah. I get upset. And I meet, and now I was already fed up. I, was, I didn't want to be there anymore. Going to the, I couldn't go to the park, couldn't do anything. And I felt, now I finally felt like I was in jail. Like now it felt, now it really felt, it didn't feel like jail before, but now it felt like jail because now I wanted to do something and I wasn't allowed to do it. And now I'm angry. And I said, no, I want to go tomorrow. And she says, I said, no. I said, they told me that when I want to come back, I tell you and you make the ticket. I want to leave tomorrow. Now I'm getting upset. Now I'm at the point, because you know, you know, sometimes when you grow up in the projects, sometimes, you know, we let our anger mm-hmm. get the best of us when we should just it's like- a hu- it's, it's a human, human trait, thing. Man. And to the I point where 100%. you know, like, bro, you can get arrested. You, you're so angry, you don't even care. You're not at this point, I didn't it. even care, man. I was like, yep. I want to leave tomorrow and I'm getting angry. And then she looked a little bit angry. And she, said, and she goes to me, okay, tomorrow I pick you up. Like, the hell? So I went to the hotel. I was pissed off. I went up to the hotel. And um, and she's, oh, she's 6 o'clock in the morning. She, oh, she said, I'll call you. I'll call you. She calls me. She says, tomorrow is 6 a.m. 6 a.m. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, Come this, let me sleep like, in. <laughs> I, I didn't worry about that. I was thinking, there's no flights at 6 a.m. leaving North Korea. That's the first thing I was thinking. I take you to labor like, camp. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Hold on. So I'm like, wait a minute. She picks me up. 6 a.m. in the morning. I was like, this is crazy. So now it's me and uh, two other guys. Two guys in the front, me and her in the back in the car, right? So, so, so now we're going. And I realize, hey, where's my passport? They didn't take my passport, bro. Oh, it's still at the hotel. So we had to go back to the passport. And now, listen, now I'm getting a little worried now. Now I'm a little worried. Like, how you forget my passport? So, you know, what's going on? So this, this is no joke. Like, so they take me back to the hotel. They get the passport. And the two guys are just weird in the front. Like, you know when people just feel weird. Like, the whole situation feel weird. 
And now I have a good memory. And they were taking me back to the airport in a different way that I came. Mm. And this way looked really strange. Like it didn't, it didn't look like the grand streets of things where I saw. This was some kind of like back alley shit. And I and I was, I was getting, and that was the first time I got a little worried, man. So I had a pencil, <laughs> I had a pencil, a pen, a pen in 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 uh, in my bag. I took the pen out and I had it in my hand. Like I, I tell you, like whenever I, I get a little like nervous like that, like I'm at the point where yo, you're not putting me in no fucking camp. You're gonna, I'm gonna die here, but someone's gonna die too. And that's the mentality I had since I was always a kid. Like I would fight five people, but I promise you, the one person that I grab, he's gonna get it. Maybe a little bit worse, and I'm gonna get it. And so I took the pencil. I had a pencil in my hand. I just held it in my hand like this in the Holy corner, shit. because now I was getting. This is the first time I was scared. I was never scared the whole time I was there, except with that conversation a little bit. But now I'm worried because. You know, when I told her I went to leave, I was not nice at all. As soon as she told me I couldn't, I kind of like blew up. I didn't yell, but my voice raised and I got really upset. And and now I'm thinking these motherfuckers are taking me somewhere. And I was a little worried, man. I was a little worried. Had the pencil in my hand because I'm saying the first person that grabbed me, I'm fucking stabbing them in the neck. I'll die here, but someone's going to die. And then as, we, as we're pulling out, we're, I don't know why they took... I think they... Listen... Honestly, I think they did it on purpose. That, 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 that English teacher told me nothing happens by chance. She mm. said nothing. She told me everything. That's what she told me. She said, be very careful. Nothing is by chance. Everything they do is planned. And I think, may, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if it's true, but I just feel after, you know, what she said and what I've seen that because I was upset, maybe they wanted to scare me. And and I don't know if it's true, or maybe they just took a different route. But this was not the route that we that we took, and it looked it looked crazy. It looked streets were smaller. It looked like a place like they would take you if they were trying to fucking take you to. Oh so God. all I kept thinking was like, oh shit, yo, are they fucking taking me somewhere? Because I kind of like yelled at her, like, and I'm like worried. But then we we came out, and I started to see the airport from a distance, <laughs> and I was like, thank God. Oh man. But that was the that was the only time I was like really really scared, man. So, but she gets you up to the airport and you get right the fuck out. She gets and she me buys to the airport. No, they, they, they didn't buy anything. They, they, I guess the ticket the ticket was there. I, I don't even know how it worked, bro. She just takes me to the airport. North Korea Airlines or whatever. Same thing. Takes, takes me to the airport. Um, I still don't have my passport, by the way. I go, the immigration talks to me on one side. I go through to the other side. So I pass through the other side, then that's when they give me my passport. Mm. So, 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 so they give me my passport back. And then now I'm in the airport waiting for the flight. But then now I have to be mischievous again. <laughs> so apparently, before I went there, I found out there's some alcohol, which is like sort of kind of forbidden. For Westerners to buy, uh, it has a snake in it, a big boa constrictor. Yeah, boa constrictor, big snake. So alcohol with a big snake in it. Wait, like a, yeah, real, real like real, a real snake. Yeah, real boa. The bottle's about like that big, and it's got a snake inside. A big one, big one, and the snake. So, so I wanted this alcohol because I heard about it. Before. The fuck? Yeah, I heard about it before I went there, and so I asked the um, you know, they 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 sell some stuff. You know, like before you can leave, you can buy. And I say, hey, do you have the alcohol with the snake in it? It's like, oh, no, 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 no. 
And I was like, come on, come on. I, I know you have it. Oh, no, no, no. I said, come on, man, come on. I won't tell anybody, please. I really want to bring this back to America, please. I know you have this. Because the person that told me about it said, hold on. Oops. Oh, your headphones are off? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So the person that told me about it said that you have to just keep asking and, 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 and they'll probably give it to you. So finally, they spoke Korean to each other. They said something. And the person went in the back and they came back out with this box like this, about that big. And uh, they charged me 300 US dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. They, was yo, it shit too? Was it total it, shit? That's it. That's it. it it, it, you know what? It was worth the $300 because I brought it back and I brought it to the club. <laughs> I, yo, listen, this is crazy. So so it looked crazy because it was a real boa and it was and it was, it was kind of like fermented, like it was spoiled at the top. Like the head was like, oh, no. the, the, the head was like, oh, it was crazy. That's got to be illegal. So I, it, it is, it is. It, so I, I brought it back to the club. But when I was coming back, um, when I was coming back to the U.S., so a lot of people asked me, have any problem from the government because the government didn't know i went to north korea the u.s government no, didn't know no 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 they don't know i went to north korea because oh, you did the visa i didn't tell China. them the right. visas in beijing as far as they know i went to china <laughs> she went there fucking right blind yeah exactly bro so but like the federation didn't inform the government you no, were going no no you no, sure no 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 they, they didn't know because when i came back right when, when i came back it was real funny um i went through immigration that was fine but the people who check where you go, it's not immigration so much, it's customs. Because you mm. fill out that form. Yeah. So when I, I, I gave my form, to okay, go. As I was walking out of the airport, the custom officer called me back. So said, hey, hey, come back, come back. Come where here. the fuck were you? It's exactly what it was. He, he, he was like, what? He, he's like, this says you're in North Korea. And I was like, yeah. Yep. And he, he was like, why and what were you doing in North Korea? I said, well, I went to play table tennis ping pong for the US team. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he did. That's exactly. Hey, listen. Oh my God. Yo, it's Frank. You love yo, this guy. Yeah. This dumb fuck. Yo, listen. <laughs> listen, bro, bro, bro. That's exactly was his reaction. And after that, he said, "Bro, he goes, listen, listen." He says, "Listen, I've heard a lot of stuff, but that's far fetched." That's what he said. To and me. you had the videos, though. I said, "Listen." I said, "Google my name right now." I play ping pong. I play. That's what I do. And he literally Googled my name and, and saw. And he let me go. They were about to take me in the back, bro. They were about. And that then, would have been a funny conversation. Listen, no, no. Back. But I was scared. I was really scared because I had the alcohol in my bag. Oh, that might so, have been an issue. Yeah. Because it it's got like the dead definitely animal Definitely been an issue, bro. Yeah. That's so illegal, bro. And I was like, oh, my God. They're going to go through my bag gonna find this fucking alcohol with a snake that I wasn't supposed to bring back i was like oh my god i'm in trouble i'm gonna be in so much trouble, I'm in so much trouble. but he gold me and he saw and then he and he let me go oh my god yeah and i bring that alcohol to my club shared it with people at the club people That's drank disgusting, it I made okay. it was very disgusting. i'm never gonna drink that <laughs> i'm sorry don't give it to oh me. my god but yeah man that trip was crazy that, that is that is absurd that insane, man insane. so you you went and did something that as I said, none of us pretty much are ever going to do. You lived, but you also left behind that that little seed, that, yeah. as you put it. And that's pretty cool because, you know, there's that woman, Yingming Park, or... Oh, the, the, I definitely fucked that up. The one that defected? 
Yeah, yeah, she's on like that. every podcast. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've I've seen her on a couple different podcasts. She was on Flagrant. She was on Joe Rogan. She's been on a bunch of stuff. And you hear about what the people over there go through and how, just like you said, they have no idea. Yeah. I mean, it it is unfathomable. And for you to give them just a little something, you know, to, of humanity to hold on to is really, really cool. And I'm I'm, I'm glad you got to do that. But y- your life, man, like what you've done for yourself and, and being an entrepreneur and becoming a pro table tennis player and traveling the world and doing all this against all odds is is an amazing inspiration too and and i really appreciate you going through that in in full today you know kind of how you got there and how yes like there there are some people like that guy who kind of took you under his wing a little bit and sent you to germany and then some of the pro players you met that certainly you know are credit along the way to you but a lot of what you did was you finding yourself in situations and having to tell yourself what it was and and adjust to your surroundings and 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 learn on your own i mean you know you're someone who was kicked out left left your house i guess under wild circumstances at 16 i mean all the odds were against you and here you are today and and for everyone listening out there and watching you know i'm i'm sure they feel the same way i do that's that's a pretty fucking amazing thing appreciate that listen man i I'm really glad you came down here and did this. This this is an amazing story that I hope more people will hear through this podcast and and through others. But I'm gonna have to come up to the to the New York location to yeah, spin. By the go, way, that's a, you said it's way bigger than Philly, right? Way, 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 way. Let's bigger. fucking go. It's gonna be fun, bro. We gotta come. And again, if people haven't been to a spin in New York, Philly, Boston, DC, where all these locations are, you gotta go. It's fucking awesome. So looking forward to that. But thank you again for coming down, and and we'll do it again sometime. Definitely, definitely. All right, everybody else, you know what it is. Give it a thought. Get back to me. Peace.